I'm the target of a meat missile going 150 miles an hour plus. That got really exciting all of a sudden. I'm doing canopy safety. Um, I drive like an Asian, so I don't know if it's the most appropriate thing ever. I'm killing it. Utah, give me two. You're listening to Gravity Lab Radio, hosted by DJ Marvin and produced by Nicholas Live. Have we talked about skydiving the whole time? Ben's calling Nick Lott number one. Nick Lott's number one. Number one. You know what number one is? Nick this, Lott. This is our first year anniversary. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, congratulations. So technically, it's not our first year anniversary. It's uh, last Friday, February 9th, was our first year anniversary of the show. Uh, a year ago, Nick Lott and I sat in this very room with a little bit different configuration and said, let's give this shit a try. You know, I almost sat in that chair. Ah, uh, dude, I, I I thought you were earlier. We were I, hanging out and chilling. I was gonna. I uh, dude, but you, I, I didn't have the minerals. When I walked in, I was <laughs> expecting you to sit here, so I was gonna plop my ass over there. So they're just well, fucking seats, man. Another time. Another time. Well, maybe I can sit on your face. Uh, it's too earlier in the show to talk about those sorts of things. And happy anniversary to everybody out there. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing says one year anniversary like a little bit of face sitting. <laughs> We actually, I, I never, uh, when we started this, I, I just it was just something to try. It was something to do. And I never thought we'd actually be sitting here a year later w- and, and doing a year anniversary show. So here it is. Compare your feelings right now compared to your feelings when we started the first show. I don't fucking care now. And when I say I don't <laughs> care, I mean that in the best possible way. About you, about <laughs> me, about everybody. I do remember feeling a lot more prepared for that show. Like this today, <laughs> I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. I didn't even. I honestly, actually, I actually asked him two days ago. I was like, "Hey, what do we do? We do we have anything we need to like prepare for for Tuesday?" And he's like, "What's happening on Tuesday?" I was like, "Gravity Labs." He's like, "Oh, no, I don't. I don't prepare for that anymore." No, doesn't happen. Doesn't no. happen. Especially being right here, like not having to ask anyone any official questions or there's look at any buttons or press. No, yeah, any, yeah, there's no responsibility right now. It's like, oh, I got. <laughs> to go bullshit with my buddies for a couple hours? All right. Realistically, the only person here who has any fucking work to do is Justin. I know. So it's all on you, dog. Womp, womp. <laughs> oh, wait. Hang on. Hang Sad on. trombone. No, hang on. Hang on. Give me 30 seconds. I'm going to find the most appropriate thing for this moment. <laughs> hang on. Oh, shit. Everyone, look, everyone look, stop Nobody talking wants to see your dick for 30 pic, seconds. Hang on. <laughs> hang on. Will you just, just say something uh, sad about, uh, about Justin one more time? Um, he's a, a very unattractive man. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> it was even like really weak and muted, yeah, which yeah. made it more depressing. <laughs> Just like your personality, right? right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> oh, I really man. think we need a shitty sound effect board so we yeah, can we have do. more of these. Well, moments. hey, if we're going to have that, we have to have a uh, fake audience. So anytime we say something funny, there's an audience laughter in the background. That's what we got Justin for. <laughs> Justin is our fucking sound. I also have a, a celebratory sound. <laughs> oh. oh, shit, son, it's Ben Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> Really happy. That's the best 99 All right, everyone, have a good night. We'll see you later. <laughs> I like the, the awkward silence right after the you finish end. doing that. Hold on. There's there's one more noise that's uh, like, a, imagine the epic <laughs> movie trailer, like, in a world where Ben Nelson wasn't a pile of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think of another line to my movie preview, but... <laughs>
The worst part about that movie it. is everybody knows that that's not even remotely accurate. <laughs> yeah, ben Nelson, there's no world where Ben Nelson is not a piece of shit. That's why it starts in with, a world where Ben Nelson is not a pile of shit. Has anyone made fun of you because of anything we've said about you on the podcast? Yes, everybody. <laughs> yes, yes. In fact, there was there's been a period of time. There was a period of time uh, for about maybe two months where. Everything people would say to me was solely based off of what was said on the podcast. I mean, it makes me feel a little bit bad, but it's extremely gratifying. Nick, Gravity Lab Radio has been a success. Yeah. We have officially made Ben Nelson a pile of shit. Uh, I think he helped a lot. In a world. <laughs> was that like the bizarro universe where everyone else is evil, but Ben Nelson is good? Yeah, that would be the opposite bizarro, the yeah. bizarro opposite. I would need to not have a goatee. Right. You'd have... We're, we're talking. We're talking chops. nerd. We're talking nerd talk oh, here, guys. Yeah? So you'd have this is Star Trek talk. Shaved off. Yeah, this oh. is Star Trek talk. So <laughs> you guys, just, you guys, just talk to your, amongst yourselves, and we'll do our little. <laughs> what nerd Star thing. Trek character are you right now? I don't even know anymore. Dude, have you watched the new Star Trek Discovery? Yes, yes. I love it. Fucking love awesome. It too. We'll leave it right there. Otherwise, Nick oh will get at us. Fucking killer. That dude. season finale episode. Oh. Oh. Hey, yeah. keep your fucking mouth shut because I'm only halfway through. I, I'm not yeah. gonna say anything. Golden but, oh. dude, well worth it. Well worth it. All right. Well, so good. we'll get off a of nerdery here for a second because Nick's about to fall asleep. <laughs> yeah. How about that? Hey, how about that new Han Solo trailer that just dropped? I have not seen the trailer. Yeah. Oh, dude. Woo. I liked the uh, interview with uh, with the real life Han. Said he's not really <laughs> excited to watch. He said, it. "Hey, are you excited to watch the new movie?" And he goes. Not, Not really. really. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. yeah. Nice. That's Harrison Ford, by the way. Yeah. Not the real hand. His name is... Harrison no, Ford. No, it's not. It's Han Solo. <laughs> Look at this. Nick is totally disengaged. <laughs> Up until yeah. right now, Han Solo like, for him was masturbating. That's what Han Solo <laughs> meant. Like in the Fugitive, no, the, 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 reason that, the reason that I don't Harrison know what you guys are talking about is, well, you fucking nerds were watching all that bullshit. I was hanging out with girls. <laughs> and that's why I don't know. I know some girls. Sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. Tinder's... Uh, Treating you good. <laughs> <laughs> God. Your dogs are girls, so that's uh, valid. Right? I do have a female dog. Are you, okay. She loves me. Are you still on adultfriendfinder.com? How's that going? <laughs> no, uh, I believe it's called uh, farmers. God, you know it's what? called farmersonly.com, bro, <laughs> and don't knock it when no. you live in the country. Let me I, tell you. I, when, earlier, when I was thinking about what would happen tonight, I was like, man, I'm really not going to be an asshole to Ben and treat him like he's a Like, I honestly, I swear to God, I had that thought of like, I'm just going to be nice. Like, we're yeah, just going to keep that's, it all pleasant. That's one of those scenarios where if you're not being a dick to me, then I kind of feel like there's a problem. <laughs> yeah. Right? And then I know you don't like me when you're just like, you're a nice person, Ben, and I think that you have a you lot know of what's good things up? going for you. I do think you're a nice person. That's what's crazy. <laughs> no, no, but if you were to say no, that to me. I was me, talking about you with uh, with Daniel Croft at Tony's wedding just a few nights ago. Oh, yeah? We're talking about how great of a guy you are, how big of a heart you have, how nice you are. And then I see you in real life, and it's like, nah, fuck him. <laughs> I miss Dan Croft. Hey, what's up, Dan Croft, if you're out there? By the way, Four Eyes, how you doing? Oh, God. What's up with the Four Eyes? <sighs> I'm getting old, bro. Are, are they reading glasses? Are they no? They're, they're not reading glasses. Um, he just needed to look hip and younger. I did. I needed. <laughs> I figured if I'm going to have a hipster beard, I might as well have some hipster glasses. They're actually uh, designed to help with my headaches. There are certain wave, so, wave, wavelengths of light blocking that helps with my uh, migraines. It's blocks weird. you from seeing your own reflection? Stop that. I was going to say wish. something. If you got a, some glasses that covered your face, it would help with my headaches. Yeah. <laughs> but again, I wasn't going to go there. I really wasn't. DJ started it. I got you, man. I got you back. So just Your dick's small. 
<laughs> I'm Asian, no <laughs> shit. Oh, his? Oh. Uh, I may be I may be small for an American, but uh, or maybe average for an American, but I'm well hung for a Japanese man. Yeah. The best part for Nick about having such short true. legs is it makes his dick look really big. <laughs> yeah, that actually is super true. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. That I mean, it your still hands. looks small, but it, look, I mean, it looks normal. Let's say it's normal. <laughs> <laughs> that in my tiny little girl hands? Oh, that's tough. Oh, man. Oh. In a world where Nick Lott doesn't make fun of Ben Nelson. <laughs> oh, we all know that world's fake. Come on, hang on. Boom. You got to give me a second. <laughs> in a world where Ben Nelson has a big dick. <laughs> <laughs> you damn it! Yes. Uh, we need that board uh, over here. You just about wore a cup of coffee. No, wait. That right is, that is literally that is literally the sound called sad trombone, right? Yeah, that's exactly okay. what it's sad sound, trombone. Yeah. Yeah. How how weird that you actually know sad trombone by heart. That's just something that you immediately do. <laughs> so just over a year ago, Nick and I sat down, and we actually sat yeah, down in Sakura restaurant and said, hey, man, let's try this. And he said, man, if this works out, let's just keep doing it. And, and that was one of our goals. I believe I said I would be the young Jamie to your Joe Rogan. And you totally <laughs> fucked that up because you are not yeah, my young Jamie. What am I doing over here? Now you're my fucking, what's that guy to the other guy? Fighter and the kid. <laughs> no. See, I think about it as, uh, what, what's Conan's sidekick? Oh, Conan O'Brien. Dude, so I call the Andy, Andy Richter. Andy Richter. Yeah. Andy Richter. See, Andy I'm Richter. the fat pile of shit on the end of the couch now. <laughs> so when I said Ed McMahon, that's who Andy Richter is. He so yeah, Andy Richter. Hey is. Ed McMahon is the old man's Andy Richter. <laughs> it is, well, and that's the one I knew. John, so Johnny Carson's Andy Richter. Oh, is that so? Okay. Yeah. Also, the oh, publisher's yeah, clearinghouse guy. Yeah, I remember him with those big checks. Hey yo! <laughs> he never showed up at my house with one. I was very upset because you're a small man and you don't get a big check. Well. Well, life's not fair. (laughs) 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 I just gotta keep that like on deck all the time. (laughs) So. <laughs> oh God! I need to have that on my phone for many conversations. You need to Next download time I this pull app. someone in my office to let him go, I'm gonna be like, "I got some bad news for you, bro." <laughs> but you're gonna have exciting new opportunities ahead. <laughs> in a world, See you later. in a world where you no yeah. longer have a job. <laughs> Shit! Hang on. <laughs> In a world where you've lost your job because you didn't show up to work. (laughs) We could do the whole show like this. These three noises. It's like it doesn't even matter which one you play. It doesn't even have to pertain. So I remember very vividly... <laughs> to to, to change the subject rapidly, I You're remember very the vividly. What? Yeah, I remember very vividly watching um, the first Gravity Labs. What I did is it was on. I was watching it on my iPad, and I were you at Hooters? No, I was at my uh, my trailer. I was living oh. in the trailer down at the Drop Zone, and I plugged it into my TV and brought it up, and it was like watching you guys on on TV. It was fun. So Nick was actually full size for once. Um, yes, he was actually larger <laughs> larger on TV than Still, he is in nope, real life. Never happened. Yeah. Man, it, it really worked together because ideally, actually, the goal when I started this was Ben was going to be the first guest, and he just wasn't available that week. So I took your your second fiddle to Ben Nelson as that <laughs> second option. Where's wow, the wow, wow, wow. In a world where Nick Lott is worse <laughs> than Ben Nelson. So event, eventually, you become the assistant producer. When Nick's out of town, you start covering the I show. I did. I mini-peed for a while. 
and you took off. You moved to <laughs> Dallas and no longer mini P eligible, which you're still a big part of the team. And that's why tonight on the anniversary show, it's the four of us. And Justin Grubbs, lo and behold, comes in, shows up. And God damn, man, he is a sweetheart who stole the show. But he's a ginger, which Aww. makes it hard. But he's got a beard. No, no. How, how it hard, makes it hard. How hard is it? Ooh. It Ooh. makes it so hard. Oh. How hard is it? Oh. In a world where gingers make you horny. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking asshole. <laughs> that, was, that honestly was just the sound it had loaded up. I, that was totally coincidence. God damn it. <laughs> so, sorry guys that we didn't bring the show to you live last week on our true anniversary, but my wife and I actually were celebrating our tenth we our tenth wedding anniversary. You were actually cele celebrating a good anniversary last week. Yeah, and uh, Ben, you actually asked how it was. We, we went on a cruise on Royal yeah. Caribbean and went to a couple really cool places. And I kind of saved my answer to how it was. I highly recommend going on a cruise because there's two things you will feel about yourself when you go on a cruise: young and skinny. You mm. talk about the average age on a cruise is heart attack. There were more fucking scooters on that cruise, man. It was like a traffic jam in every elevator and hallway. <laughs> so, so as a single man, I should not go on a cruise, <laughs> is what you're telling me. I mean, you know, the uh, Russian figure skater or ice skater chick was pretty hot, just saying. Nice. Very nice. That's one thing that tripped me out. There was a fucking ice skating rink on the fucking boat. How big is this oh, ice skating cool. It's hard for me to imagine this. It's not super huge, but it was big enough they could put on a little bit of a show. I mean, this boat's 1,100 feet total said. in length. Hold somewhere between four and five thousand passengers with fifteen hundred crew. Jesus, it's eighteen decks tall, so it, yeah. it's a pretty decent size. I had boat. a friend who uh, was a figure skater on the Disney cruises, and she got to play the role of Pocahontas. You wanted to poke her, Hontas. She was a friend of mine, which means she turned you down. Yeah. So how can I tell a story without you guys mocking <laughs> me? Shit, okay. Can I just tell it? That was a that was a very friendly I mean, story. Like, hey, I had a friend and she was an ice skater and she did the show. Oh, you never got to bone her, did you? <laughs> oh, come on, Man. she was a friend. Ben Nelson stuck in the friend zone. <laughs> Heard that story before. <laughs> in a world where Ben Nelson is constantly stuck in the friend zone, you know what? Well, screw what you guys. Got? I hate you guys. I feel like I've got one more sound. I on can't here. believe his phone's even been put away this whole time. <laughs> no. Why are you even turning it, it up off. and held it up? We could just duct tape it to the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll, I'm, I'm just gonna have it so, here. I'll be ready. But I gotta ask, what was was there any like drawbacks to the cruise? Was there anything you're like, ugh, this is so lame, or was the whole thing just like, yeah, I'd do this again? Oh, dude, straight up, Valerie and I are planning on doing at least a few more cruises in our life. So where'd you what did you sail out of? Did you sail out of Galveston? We sailed out of Galveston. Was a day at sea, a day in Cozumel, a day in Grand Cayman, a day in Jamaica, and then two days cruising back to cruising Houston. Back. Nice. And then woke up on Sunday morning here in Houston in 44-degree fucking weather when we were in 80 and 85 the whole yeah. time. Gorgeous so that was trip. a good six, seven-day trip? Seven nights, which I think is eight days total. Eight days. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it was a blast, and Nick asked, asked me about it this morning, and the thing I enjoyed the absolute most, despite those beautiful locations, and, and Pedro Ramos warned me this would be the case, and, and a couple other friends, the people. Man, everybody on the boat, it was like we were in Alaska. Everybody was friendly and nice, but there were no mosquitoes. And they were old and fat? Is that what you're saying about Alaska? Yep, you're catching on now. <laughs> <laughs> but no, everybody greeted everybody. Everybody was nice. The people who worked on the boat immediately knew your names and greeted you by name. In the skydiving industry, I think we have a lot to learn because as full-time instructors and full-time staff, how often do you see some of your friends burnt out? Your friends meet their fifth, eighth, twelfth tandem for the day like, hey, 
I'm DJ. Let's yep. go for a sky high. <laughs> and I, I really do care how much we get paid in our sport. I think we should get paid a fair wage and a fair value, but we, we don't always get paid the highest numbers. We're not known for being rich people as full-time skydivers. But the thing we have to remember is they get the, the customers pay $200 for a skydive. No matter what we get paid, they deserve $200 of customer service. And that's the way the people on the boat made Valerie and I feel. They immediately, the first time they met us, the next time they could greet us by name regularly. Not everybody could. People knew where we were from. They knew our background. They, they made it a point. And Justin, you just went on a cruise a couple weeks before us, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Um, Same experience? Well, before Christmas. It, it's crazy, the customer service level there. It's... Uh, it's almost like everyone is super attentive of who you are, what your name is, and where you're from, especially like the steward. You're walking down the hallway, and he says, oh, hey, Justin, how's it going? How are you doing? You know, blah, blah, blah. And like, I don't even remember your name, and I only have one steward, and you're cleaning like 100 cabins. He called you by your first name? Yeah. We were always referred to as Mr. and Mrs. Marvin, which made me feel old. So. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's super personable. Like their, their customer service level is through the roof. I think that's the thing I noticed the most about the cruise in general. And Nick, I know you push for that in the video department quite well, making sure your videographers interact really well. I think we can learn a lot from that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that with a tandem video, I think is super, super... I, I'm really bad with names, and I can call a student by their name for the three interviews that I'm going to shoot with them, you know? But that level of customer service you guys are talking about on the boat, that many passengers, people remembering that many names, that's imp that's impossible for me. I Honestly, I don't remember the names of some <laughs> people who are at the drop zone every weekend all the time sometimes. I don't know my um, wife's name half the time. I'm the no, same but way. I really can't it's be like that I'd way. Go where to, I go to a bar where I went the night before, like, just barely squeeze in. And he goes, "Oh, hey, Justin, how's it going? You want another Jameson?" Like, yeah, that's oh, insane shit. to me. How my the brain, fuck do you remember that? My brain does not do that. Not which, which is kind of funny to me because you know when you think about skydiving, and it, not to say that you didn't have any life changing experiences while you're on the boat, but yeah, skydiving is one of those things where it's a, such a life changing event for so many people. Like it's it's like the switch. You know, they they're at that weird transition in their life where they find themselves skydiving. And they do it, and it changes their life completely. There's so many moments when that happens in skydiving. And to to not have kind of a personal experience when that happens, I think, takes away from that. Takes away from that uh, that aha moment or that, that I don't know, that, that moment that, like, changes their lives. It can crash down in an instance when someone calls you by the wrong name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Or just ignores your existence, man. Or just doesn't feel like it's that big of a deal for them. And I get it. You've got a thousand skydives as a tan as a tandem instructor, or as a videographer, and yeah, you don't really. It's the end of the day, but man, the instructors that are excited the entire time, all day, every day, that are really out there trying to change people's lives. I mean, I got to respect that. Man, we it, and you hit the nail on the head. And I know you push as a manager of a DZ for these kinds of customer services. We, we met a gal named Christine who took if you if you see my updated profile picture recently from the ship, she took that photo. And Christine, in the last six months, has not had a day off. She had her first day off. I think it was Wednesday or Thursday of the cruise in six fucking months. Man, yeah, absolutely. Spent a lot ridiculous. of time at sea, but she was the first person who remembered our name. We met her one night. The second night we met her, Donji Valerie, and that's my given name, Donji. Donji Valerie, come take a picture. Come do this. Come hang out with us. Uh, knew our room number. What was very personable, and actually her and, and a fellow named Andre, who took the other pictures on my Facebook profile right now, uh, really, we, we, we're staying in touch with them a little bit. I expect them to come out and make us some skydives with us since they're based out of here in Galveston. They'll, they'll have some time off at the end of the month. 
but they never ignored us. If we looked like we didn't know what we were doing, they would greet us. And Ben, you push for this really well. How often do we see on drop zones, weather holds, or issues, and the tandem students are sitting around looking lost as fuck? And, and you're pushing yeah. for the instructors, and I agree with you. Hey, guys, has anybody told you what's going on? Yeah, yeah, we talk we talk about that uh, very often. You know, our sport is very uh, weather-based. And so uh, when you've got 80 tandems that show up on a Saturday when you know you're not going to jump, you're doing a lot of processing. It's mm-hmm. almost like it, they can feel like they're a, a group of cattle just kind of being herded through the, the video and the training and then the paperwork and then all that stuff. And then we herd them into a section, and then no one talks to them. And uh, there's so much opportunity to uh, to to build relationship, and you know whatever the whatever the reason for building that relationship. Some people build it because they want to make a tip, or some people build it because they are hoping that you know they can get something out of that. And uh, I've noticed in skydiving, a lot of my staff tend to want to build those relationships just because they love skydiving and they want to talk about skydiving, and yeah. they like to go over and have those conversations with people. But um, the more you inform people, the more they're going to respond. The better they're going to respond. Uh, you know, I've seen Chuck Akers do that countless times. Of he just starts the conversation with random tandem students about how awesome skydiving is. He'll engage a whole semicircle uh, yeah. full yeah. of wuffos. Actually, it starts. It usually starts with one, and then it turns yeah. into he's got a semicircle. Hey, and, everybody. Yeah. And, and it's and, great. And, and to to an extent, he's all. It almost seems like he's a preacher, right? Yeah, but <laughs> I mean, it right does totally. Hallelujah! Skydiving. Everyone's all. Yeah. No. He does a really good job. He does a really good job. At the very least, he's he's entertaining these people. You know. But uh, even more, he's giving people, you know, something to attach themselves to, something to uh, connect with, uh, you know, a bigger part of the, ex- or, or more uh, different parts of the experience that they might uh, enjoy if they, you know, that they wouldn't see if they were just sitting there being ignored by 20 staff members. Yeah, it's true. I think half the reason we all skydive is skydiving is really a badass sport. It's so much fun. It's really cool to be able to do some of the things we can do and to see your friends shred like some of you guys can. But the other reason I skydive are the people, man. Some of my closest friends are sitting in the room right now. Uh, and Ben, I will absolutely include you amongst that. I will say one nice He's thing about you tonight. Only because I'm sitting in the room. Awesome addition to my life. That was so hard to say. Uh, <laughs> but we, half the reason we do this are the people. And that, that's the thing that we forget. We do this for the love and the passion of a community and the people. But then new people come up and show up in front of us, and we completely ignore them or, or we let them be. Why aren't we bringing these tandem students into the fold? Why aren't we making them feel like they're at home? We want to share our true experience of skydiving. The true experience of skydiving is about the people that are sitting there with you, the people making the jump with you. And these folks on the boat understood it so much so that we walked away, and Justin, you showed a picture, a couple black and white photos of Valerie and I, and I got to give some love and credit to this boy. Uh, a Jamaican fellow, and I can now call him a friend of mine, a guy named Andre Fs took these pictures. He did about 60 photos of Valerie and I in a private photo session, and we ended up buying a canvas, printing a bunch of other pictures, and, and through it, we really made a friend and a connection of a guy that I've been staying in touch with in the short time we've, we've been off the ship. And that we expect to see a little bit more. So for him, he has the same thing. The boat's a really good time. The ship's a really good time. Seeing the world's kind of fun, but he enjoys the community of people he gets to touch. He took pictures of people on the ship, a a father and a son. I say father and son, 90 and 70 or 90 and 60 years old, somewhere around there. And, And the father was terminal. And there was a whole family, grandchildren and all there. And when he showed them the pictures that they took, the mother cried because this is a memory that they're going to have forever. 
And that's what we're doing. You know, Andre was able to impact lives and able to touch people through his photography. And Nick, you're able to do the same thing. You give memories that last forever. We joke around about, man, I don't want to do another, uh, what's that pregnancy thing? Gender reviews. Gender reviews. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know? I was actually just thinking today, uh, I, I cleaned up my desk today and came up with, you and I sat down because we were getting so many gender reveal requests, we had to come up with a price structure because so many people were calling yeah. and asking oh about God. it. Yeah. So Ben I'm and I actually line. sat that's down horrible. and were like, okay, if they want this many smoke canisters, it's this much. If they want this many people in free fall, it's this much. If, if they, they want, want the smoke can. in free fall or the smoke on the ground. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, a lady had called and she wanted us to do a smoke gender reveal, but no one from their group wanted to jump. And it was like, wait, you guys just want to sit on the ground and watch us fly our parachutes around with smoke on? It's like, it's like, so I get to put some smoke on and do a hopping plane? Yeah, I you, I paid to do this last week. Are you sure? The worst part is I use green smoke. Confuse yeah, the hell out of them. It's the Hulk. I confuse the hell out of them. It's the Hulk. Uh, it's way better with what I was. I was gonna like transgender. The Hulk, way better. Yeah, those gender reveals, man, they were killing us for a while. And don't get me wrong, it, but even that is a life changing thing for people. Right, and so it's you got to respect that. Well, that's one thing I'll give you credit for, Nick, is I know how much those gender reveals were not your favorite, and still probably aren't your favorite thing to do. The first one was actually a lot of fun because uh-huh. it was original. It was something that I hadn't done before, and I really thought that the guy who came to me with it had come up with it himself because he he called and he's like, "Hey, I want to do this thing. Uh, it's it's this new idea." And you know, most people that have what they think is a new idea is only new because they're not immersed in the skydiving world. I thought he was going to be like, I want to jump out of an airplane and then propose to somebody. Nobody's ever His level was going to rival that, you know, that amount of originality. But he's like, yeah, I want to jump out and I want to do this smoke and yada yada. And I was like, hey, that is kind of a cool idea. Okay, let's do it. And then I got online and Googled and there were uh, a few, a few people had done it already really poorly. So I thought of, you know, how well, how can we do it better? Let's add the hand cam in there. We'll get his reaction under the canopy. I will have someone else bring the smoke up. I didn't see anyone doing smoke in free fall. It was like shitty, low tandems, and the instructor would pull smoke, and the dad was a student, and it's hand cam, and you don't really see very much. So the videos that were out there weren't awesome. So I was just excited that it was a pretty new idea that at least I hadn't seen before mm-hmm. and that uh, that we could do it better than, than what was out there. So that one was fun. It got to the point... We were getting so many requests for gender reveals that um, I was in communication with a, a a couple while he was in communication with another couple. And the <laughs> couple that I was in communication with had just Google searched Spaceland, and so they didn't realize that there were multiple Spacelands. And so they were also in communication with the Spaceland that was closest to them, which was in Cluiston. And so we were all like <laughs> having multiple conversations with multiple couples about baby reveals on the same day. And finally we figured out, oh, you wait, you're in Clouston? Yeah, you're going to need to talk to this person. So it was all the same person said and done? No, no. I mean, it was three, three or four different people, but there was one particular one that was okay. like, they were talking to me as if they're, oh, we're coming out Saturday. And was like, I don't know, the yeah, weather doesn't look that great. And they're like, no, it looks great. And I was like, no, it doesn't look great this Saturday. No, it looks amazing. What, what weather app are you looking at? Well, it's closed in Florida. I was like, you are talking to the wrong manager. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But we, there were like three or four uh, couples at one at one particular time that we were having conversations yeah, they, with all have, at the same have time. They wanted to do the same day, too, I think was another level. It was, level same, it was the also the same day, two different space lanes. Yeah. That's nuts. That's a lot of babies out there, people. <laughs> but regardless... Keep uh, your pants on. Jeez, put a condom on. Don't be <laughs> killing <laughs> me. You're killing me, people. Don't hate. 
But no matter how much that these aren't your most exciting things to do, when I see you do them, you still give them that level of interaction, that level of personality. You make it the moment of their life, even though you don't care about them as much anymore. <laughs> I mean, I try. Like, I, I know how cool my first skydive was and how many times I watched my first skydiving video <laughs> and how cool I felt when I put my skydiving video on YouTube. Like, that that's what started me doing video, really. I mean, aside from... Uh, when I was young, I was friends with my brother and his friends. Those you were friends with your home. brother? Wow. Yeah, we were good friends. All right, go Amazing. find yourself. In a world yeah. where Nick Lott is friends <laughs> with his family. Shit, I'm late. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he called me when we were at dinner. We talked yeah, all the time. Yeah, we anyway. did. And you, I, you said you hated him because yep. he's much a much better person hey, than can, you. Hey, can you go fuck yourself while I tell the story? <laughs> you know your brother and I so, are BFFs, just saying. That's fine. He's a good guy. No, I was actually telling Ben that the, my biggest problem with my brother is that he... Is like he out good guys me on many fronts, and so I find it frustrating. Which is fun, and I was <laughs> like, saying it was funny because Nick is such a good guy that to think of somebody that's a better guy than him, your brother must be like the Pope. No, when I when I say like that, I I can agree that I have a decent work ethic, and he's someone who I look at and is like, God, man, fucking give up. You're making me look like an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I hung out with my brother and his friends a lot, and when they had. Uh, projects to do in high school they would do videos because they had a really cool uh, english teacher who would let them instead of writing a paper about something you could make a video so we used to make fun videos together but this is but back in the vhs days right oh yeah totally yeah. oh totally. yeah mm-hmm. and then uh, justin's like i was not alive then but that's what planted I have vhs the... tapes <laughs> as retro i have some tapes that i need to return <laughs> <laughs> i return some videotapes they say blockbuster <laughs> on them <laughs> yeah do you know do you know what movie he's uh he's referencing right now no. DJ. Well, say that again. What was the line? I have tapes. I got to return some videotapes. I have to return some videotapes. No. no, I don't. No. Christian Bale. Mm. He murders a lot of women. Batman. Oh, oh yeah. American Psycho. American Psycho. <laughs> yeah. Never seen it. Oh, it's so good. I do that every yeah, time. I, I remember so that movie every time I kiss my biceps. <laughs> Is it a thriller horror kind of movie? Yeah. Don't watch it. <laughs> he chops up a lot of ladies it's, with a chainsaw. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, not my not my not my cup of tea. Anyway, sorry. That was my sorry favorite part there, where Nick. he's all bloodied and in the stairwell and just drops the chainsaw down <laughs> and he goes, Rah! Yeah, and kills her. <laughs> yeah. Insane. That face is the face that's part of the poster. Yeah. Rah! Okay, because I did recognize <laughs> a ginger goes psychotic really easy, apparently. <laughs> yeah. No surprise. If they bleed red, it's a girl. What? You what? heard me. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you, Ben All right, Nelson? so I hate about all anything <laughs> that's not Ben Nelson being a creep? Yeah. So we started the podcast February 9th, and that's when we actually just started the video. And one thing that we did a little bit different is is my goal, and, and you knew this, Nick, but I don't think most of the people knew this, is my goal was to get several episodes in the can or produced before we launched the podcast version. So April 5th will officially be our for our one-year anniversary of the release of the podcast. So the uh, the ones you did prior to the March of last year were just like Facebook Live, or what was yeah. it? Yeah, so February 9th through April 5th, everything was just Facebook Live, but I kept all the recording and the uh, audio. Okay. And the audio recordings are horrible because we were still learning what we were doing. And you hadn't been publishing those as a podcast. No, and April 5th of last year, we in, we launched the actual first podcast. That's when yeah. we put all five episodes, or first six episodes live. We actually put one up April 5th, and April 6th put the rest of the other five up. You were number two. Yep. Um, 
I forget some guy's name, like Greg Vinen, Vinendil or Jim Vonenthal or something like that. Jeffrey was our third one? Dushenbag. Oh! <laughs> is he, is he watching? Like, God, I hope he's watching. Okay, let's make a rule that we can only talk shit on people if they're here. No, let's make you a rule. You guys talk shit about me all the time. No, when I'm, I'm not trying here. to stand up now for you, you wanna, stupid. Now you want to make a rule about I'm that? I'm trying to stand up for you. I'm, I'm trying, to, trying make... to make fun of somebody that's not here for the first time, and then now <laughs> right. you want to make a rule okay. about how you can't make you, fun of. You can make fun of whoever you want, I guess, because we've we've uh, My... said enough shitty things about you. You got some in the so bank. much shitty things. My one rule is is we can only make fun of Ben Nelson. That that is where I stand. On I like that, that rule. Ben, uh, I like that. What say ye? Nah, your vote don't count. Justin, you in? Where's the sad yeah, trombone when you need it? In hey, your you pants. We can only make fun of Ben Nelson all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. So one thing God, that was interesting. Gotta, I'm just going to turn this So off. but anyways, I, was, I wanted to make sure that I, f- I finished my thought. And what you're saying is um, you didn't make it a podcast until March, which means. April. Or April, which means like on my iPhone, for instance, there's that little, I, there's that little uh, podcast. Yep. App. So when you click on that, you can search for Gravity Lab Radios and bring up all the guests that have been on in the last year. This is the 41st episode. So, yeah, nice. if you want to go back, you want to catalog, you want to hear some of it, you want to hear Ben's first visit, his last visit, every visit Ben's been on. How many times have I been here? Like three times? Um, Four times? Three times as a guest. This is your fourth time on this side of the camera. Okay. Uh, you've been on the other side of the camera a couple times as well. Was I pretty then? Did I look good? You've never been pretty. Did I, was it a I fun think you're ep- beautiful. <laughs> was it? I don't really remember it. I was drinking a lot back then. So hey, speaking of which, <laughs> hand me one of those shiners, would you? So one of it's the a special things, occasion. One of the things that Nick and I talked about is when we actually hit a landmark podcast download number, we wanted to do a special episode. So just this last week, we also hit a landmark podcast number. We actually hit our ten thousand download while oh, I was wow. on vacation. So that was supposed to be the rap air horn. There it is. Yeah. So 10,000 downloads. So we now have over 10,400 downloads. Damn. And in the last week and a half, we've had 1,400 downloads. I don't know what oh, the wow. fuck is wrong with the internet. It broke, and apparently Pornhub <laughs> directly goes to Gravity Lab Radio <laughs> downloads now or something. That's how I found it. <laughs> hey, Nick, notice we got back to Pornhub? Oh, thank you very much. It's my favorite conversation. <laughs> Wouldn't be an anniversary <laughs> show without Pornhub. <laughs> I paid uh, 1,400 hobos to download it. Thank you. Thank you oh so much. Oh, my God. That's what? what I'm going to do next time I see a homeless person. Like, hey, man, I don't have any money for you, but you should check out our podcast. That's pretty cool. In <laughs> <laughs> Houston, that's going to add up fast. Oh, yeah, man. So, really, I can't thank the world enough for what we've been able to do. All these numbers I'm throwing out and all this time I'm throwing out, I'm saying these numbers to thank everybody who's really made the show possible. Nick and I really started this just as a little bit of fun, just as something goofy to do. And our guests, and, and all four of you, all four of us, or all three of you guys have been guests at some points. Uh, you guys have made it, but really what's made the show what it is today is all you folks downloading and all you folks sharing it. If you're watching this on Facebook Live right now, click that little share button. Let your friends know about it. Let your friends know what Ben said. You can download it as a podcast because this is the things that's helping us get further, helping us grow a little bit more, and, and really the fan interaction. I don't know, Ben or Justin, if it's happened to you, but Nick and I have a lot more random interactions in person and on social media, people adding us randomly on Facebook, yeah, that's true. people randomly yeah. coming up and telling us about the show. And by the way, 
Thank you for listening to the show, but just a warning. What you're listening to happened three weeks ago, so refresh our memory <laughs> to what you tell us is funny. Have you had that, Nick? Oh, my God, you yeah. and DJ talked about this. When? Yep, I definitely have gotten that. <laughs> yeah. Well, it doesn't help that you guys are drunk half the time, so by the time they tell hey, you, you know what? about this that funny thing. This is maybe the third beer I've ever had like on the podcast helps a lot, in my though. defense. Yeah, and then uh, a broken glass of wine and a bottle that you chugged off of. Hey, you know what? <laughs> Really good points you brought up. Thank you. I don't think, <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever seen Nick one drink a beer. bars. Oh yeah. And we didn't even we didn't even cheers. You want to do it? Yeah. Gentlemen, here's to you, motherfuckers. Cheers. Hey, wait, wait. Here's to Ben Nelson. <laughs> Why do I feel like this is Ben Nelson? This is turning it. What, what? Here's to Ben Nelson. He has a small dick. Is that what you're about <laughs> to say? You're a great friend and a great man. Thank you for being here. Whew. I am not liking any of that. This is the one of those instances where when people start saying nice things about you, you know they're being assholes. Yeah, it feels awkward. Like See? He proved rhetorical. your point, Nick. You said if we were nice, I you still, would feel fucked. I still think you're a good guy, Ben. I think you're an amazing person, Nicholas I, I Lott. I think you're just having a theatrical response to something that you didn't expect. <laughs> no, I didn't expect it. It kind of makes me angry. <laughs> well, you look stupid in glasses. All right. Well, thank you. <laughs> I'd run the same page. Do not so feel bad. That's not what my mom said. Because you look stupid out of glasses. <laughs> my mom said I looked handsome. <laughs> she also told you you were special, and that shit's not true either. I'm not DJ, special. Who was your favorite guest in this past year? He's, he can't name any names, but I'm pretty nope, sure it picking, rhymes with Schmen Schmelson. You're picking favorites right now, man. It, so favorite guests super hard to narrow down, but I'm gonna at least start with one. And hey, Bill, Bill, very good. Moment. We got one. <laughs> Did you hear that the first time Tex was on? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. For, for anyone that missed the oh story, just a, a very short recap. Tex was taking a uh, drug test. When, when you get hired on for iFly, <laughs> they drug test everybody. So that's why this was happening. And so in the uh, room where you go to take your drug test, there's a toilet. You know, they're, you're doing a piss test. Naturally, there's going to be a toilet. Toilet doesn't actually flush because you're not supposed to be pissing in the toilet. Oh, you're supposed yeah, to be pissing yeah, in the yeah. tub. <laughs> he took a shit in the toilet. The toilet didn't flush. And then the guys who run the drug test lost their mind because apparently this was a moment they had all been looking for. So, so absolutely zero bullshit here. This morning I had to go take a drug test. I got really? popped for a random test. Please tell me you shattered the toilet. I, I went into the room. That's called taking a And I started to pee shattered. and I was like, oh shit. Literally, like I, I need to shit, and I looked at the toilet, looked around, like I can't flush it. There's no paper, so I just like tried to squeeze out as much urine as I could without shitting my pants. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking about that story the whole time, you I'm almost sure you almost took know. a William Shatner, huh? That's yeah. Terrible, That's terrible. It literally <laughs> happened this morning. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, that was after the, waiting in line for an hour and a half, so it oh, just so made it, it worse. Building up, did you have the yeah. coffee before you went? Yeah. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> you know, in the uh, I gotta I gotta say this, in uh, most in the civilian world, it's not that big of a deal. You show up, you go into a room by yourself, you piss. In the military world, when you're doing a drug test, they actually have to stand there and watch you do it. And you'd want to talk about stage fright? Let me tell you, there's nothing like standing in MEPS for the first time with a grown man looking at you. <laughs> While you're trying to like go to the bathroom, <laughs> does he ever like nudge you on the shoulder and say, <laughs> no, but, like, but they hey, do, they hey. do, they do little things like hey, cool they do dip, little bro. things like they sit there and they like try to look like sideways. They don't want to like look directly at it, right? So they just kind of like glance <laughs> sideways and then they reach out and like turn the sink on, like like the water flowing is going to oh, make you feel that way. He's trying to help you out, dude. He's trying to help like, you what out, but put it up your shoulders and say, but just it's relax. still super awkward. You're trying to go to the bathroom and no, we have to actually see your dick in if order for this to be legit. You're like, if I only Argh. look at your dick with my peripherals, it's not gay, all right? Yeah. Dude, I worked at a drop zone that drug tested and there was a third party, a third company who insisted the drop zone was drug testing for all other stories. 
and they insisted on watching you piss, except for they were less subtle. The dude would just look over the stall, not look at the corner. <laughs> I would just look straight down like, bro, a little privacy. I, obviously, I'm not cheating here. Go fuck yourself. Um, j- just super uptight. That was just the weirdest situation with that. Sounds DC. super sexy. Yeah, it's crazy. yeah. <laughs> it really was, man. So, one but of I my do, I do remember that moment uh, on Gravity Labs, and that was hilarious. Oh, I remember crying, laughing, listening to. Oh that. my god, that was, a, that was a great moment. That was the first one I was here for. Yes, you actually. Oh my god, your laugh was killing me yeah. too. <laughs> Not in a bad way. I loved every moment of it because you didn't know that everyone. Could I couldn't hear the tell laugh. you could pick it up because I didn't have no I, headphones on I or anything. Knew, and I was not going to ask you to stop. And it makes you laugh. And then I listened harder. to it and I had to apologize to Nick the next day. Like, I'm so sorry. And I probably told you to go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, uh, you know, Fernando, Venezuelan guy, yeah, the yeah. drops off. Fernando has a really similarly infectious laugh. Yes. But when he gets going, he gets rolling. Man, I, like, I have to leave sometimes. I either start <laughs> filming him or I have to leave. And that's the only <laughs> two things I can do. Around. It works out pretty good, man. Uh, absolutely, Tech stands out. It, it is one of my absolutely favorite moments. And that was probably one of the hardest hardest times I've laughed. Uh, ben, you actually haven't got to be around with us lately. What's one of your favorite moments we've had in the last year? Oh, man. I got to tell you. Well, if you want to talk like one of the moments that I've laughed the most, um, I can't remember the conversation during the podcast. But it went to it, it. It came back to that song Friday by uh, Fuck You by what's what's the name of that girl? Black something. Uh, I don't you, know. You ended the show yeah. with that. I, yeah. So you so, so that that shit. the conversation came up. Brilliant move. The conversation came up about this song Friday by God. I don't even know her name. Something Black. Uh, I don't. It was you, me, and Frank Chance. I was doing some canopy coaching with Frank, and we were in the. Uh, in the fishbowl in Houston. Yeah, and I, I, and so while you guys were talking about it, I found it on my iPhone. On Rebecca Black. Rebecca Black. There it is. God. On, on YouTube, and I ended the show with that, and I just remember. Don't make me mute. My I was phone. giggling. <laughs> I was giggling to myself so hard while I was about to press the button and turn up the volume, and so when I did, you guys just really laughed really hard. It was. I thought it was pretty. Dude, funny. No, that was that, that was moment great. was awesome because a it was funny. I'll give you shit about it, but it, it was funny. But what what kind of hurt me or or made me wonder, and what made it even funnier is I watched you over here setting up to close the show, and you were not doing the right thing. <laughs> I'm watching. <laughs> I can see everything the producers got going on. I'm like Ben's What's lost. What's he doing? <laughs> Ben's lost. Ben's not going to be able to figure this out. Well, and there's nothing I can do about it, so I just trust him. Like Ben, hit the mute. It's Friday. You yeah, done. <laughs> so the setup was even more epic for me, man. Done. That, that was definitely a good time. Got it. Oh, that was awesome. Nick, you kind of started that conversation. So, Justin, what was your favorite moment? <laughs> that was an interesting segue. <laughs> My, mine was totally Texas as well. I like, oh, yes. that, I like that this is our, what is it, 40, 41st episode? 41. Yes. Hey, Ben, what's your favorite part about the show? Oh, well, I did that cool thing I once. did that funny thing <laughs> once, and it was hilarious. Fuck those other 40 people. Yeah. No, you, well, do you want to talk about my favorite show, or you want to talk about the funniest no, moment no, from you, the show? No, you, you answered it <laughs> okay, fair enough. completely correct. It was fun. So yours is my my favorite episode is the one where I was the guest. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, my favorite one's definitely the text one because th- it was a stressful week. I was going through the AFFI course, and uh, DJ said, "Hey, come over, hang out, and spend the night, so you don't have to drive 45 minutes each way going home and back." So it was, it was right after like the most stressful day, <laughs> totally out of it, and I just started down in some whiskey pretty hard because we knew we weren't really going to jump the next day because of the weather and just had a fucking blast that was so much fun 
And uh, I, I think that. And then he made you sleep at the foot of his bed, which was weird, but it yeah. was comfortable. But, but I curled but up I was, with him on the yeah. foot of my bed. Yeah. yeah. That ends up being. It really helped me be aroused for the night. It <laughs> helps me sleep. Th- that was <laughs> that ends up being one of my kind of favorite moments because it really. What led me to bring you into the show when when we lost Ben? It sound like we lost Ben. Aww. When we lost Ben, Nick started traveling, going out of town. I'm like, man, we've got to find a new mini P. And now we call him Maxi Ben. I, I forget what we really call you, Ginger Ben. Was that what we decided? No, we just I don't call, remember. We Did you give me something, Justin, uh, the Ginger? Uh, uh, the ginger. I had to find somebody who would actually be able to take take that role. I had to find somebody. I got the shirt on. Who would be the uh, the assistant? Oh producer. my god. And if it wasn't for that, <laughs> if it wasn't for that show with Tex, with you sitting on the side, I don't think you would have come to mind. So really, that turns into another favorite moment. Nick, what's your favorite? I have I have a top three. I want to hear it. Let's go and, with number three. And, and no, well, I couldn't really say it's in a discernible order. Okay, but top, I guess three guests. Uh, Rabbit is right up there. One because I, is my phone making noise? No, something's uh, making noise. Oh, it's probably my phone. Yeah. Um, Rabbit was totally different than I expected and was hilarious. And I, I remember <laughs> laughing a lot and being super entertained the whole time. Tex uh, was obviously on the list. And then the third one was Tom Noonan. Yeah. Because he had really Ooh. great stories and Hugh Funk fucked my world up. <laughs> Did you watch Tom Noonan's yeah, episode? Yeah, actually, uh, when you, if, like, if we were to be discussing things like who, what's your favorite episode versus what's your, the funniest moment, I thought the funniest moment was that. But my fav- one of my favorite episodes Why was watching Tom Noonan. Not? <laughs> one of my and that's hilarious to me. Favorite moments was one of my favorite episodes was watching Tom Noonan talking about all the stuff and there's those things with those people at that place with that stuff where they do those things. Yeah, it was really fun episode. I like that. Man, super it, awesome. Tom Noonan was absolutely uh, one yeah, of my favorite. Really, really good stories. And man, I really enjoyed uh, the amount of uh, video footage that I could find online about Skydive Everest. Yeah. With with that going and him narrating the story, man, it felt uh, it just it just made it a whole other level of special. But uh, his stories were great, super unique, and I feel really bad for him that there was a drunk stranger yelling at him the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately, he was not a drunk stranger to Tom. Tom actually I mean, didn't know him previously. You knew him. He was mostly. I didn't know him. I never read that guy. Yeah, before. he was a stranger to it you. It was but crazy. Tom had recently <laughs> trained him as an examiner. Oh, Tom had met him. <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. Tom knew who this drunk <laughs> okay. stranger was okay. too. Okay. So you're the only one outside the loop. Yeah, I felt super out of the fucking loop when that was happening too. I was like, do I need to do something? Like, I thought I should just like turn my microphone and be like, "Yo, man, you gotta get out of here yeah. with that shit." It's so <laughs> Hugh actually created a rule and, and the one thing we have on the show <laughs> is no rules we don't fucking care we talk what we want to talk about we do what we want to do but Hugh actually ended up creating a rule a- and if you talk if we talk about something you don't want to talk about you just steer the conversation away including say I don't want to talk about that that's that's the rules we have now if somebody's in the room that needs to leave Valerie my wife is on standby and she knows if she gets a text from any one of us she will come into the room and say hey Hugh I need your help out here and she's not going <laughs> to let him back in the room we have an emergency uh, escape she, plan yeah, I call it the Hugh Funk plan then she slips him a Mickey they pass out and we're good and we run a Cosby <laughs> Jesus <laughs> I was wow. I'm so happy you said that because that joke ran through my head wow. and I was like nope inappropriate <laughs> holy crap <laughs> 
Yes. Next. Yes. Want to see my pudding pop? Next. <laughs> now you kids nowadays with your dreamsicle flavored because it's orange. The Jello pudding pops of the Kodak film. You see? <laughs> you do a pretty, pretty good. good. Cosby, yeah, man. that's good. Dude, so you say hey, we'll uh, take Nick, a You should definitely drink up. <laughs> Cause you're <laughs> drink, drink that drink that shiner, bro. Drink it up. Uh, Ask him what he put in it. I'm put trying the so hard to get <laughs> with the pudding pops, the Kodak film, and the hip put the hopping and the Jello pudding pops. Now you see. That's beautiful. <laughs> it's, it's so good. It's it's. I was just wondering if your of, uh, rape technique is also as similar as his. It's it's because a shame. I know you guys have performed a similar number. It's a shame. It's a shame because, like, I have I have a few voices that I can do, and I was doing Cosby back before the rape stuff happened. So now it's like I very rarely get to do it anymore because I, I feel Cosby. like such an asshole. <laughs> so, but the most public venue possible right now. Yeah. Well, he started it. <laughs> So you just have like a, a knitted sweater you keep for those occasions, yes. and you do kind of like the Cosby head bob. Exactly. <laughs> Bring out a roll of Kodak film and some Jello, and start raping people. You Qua- put the pill in the drink, and then you, you make br- them drink it. Did you, you bring the Quaaludes? Did you bring them <laughs> yeah, it's one of the few actual uh, voices I can do, and I can't do them very often anymore because I feel like I'm a dick. Well, now you can, man. Bill Cos, Ben Cosby. That's what we'll call oh, you from God. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's gonna stick. <laughs> ben Cosby. There you go, Scottish like Land Alice. Call your manager, Ben Cosby. He loves it. You say I will fire you. <laughs> you say that in uh, a world where Ben fires his oh, entire oh, staff. You've been God. Nelson. Come on, full you've, Nelson. You've been full Nelson. Yeah. Uh, you say Valerie will take you out of here and give him a, a roofie and he'll pass out. We didn't need that. He actually, I he actually passed yeah. out. <laughs> that, that, he fell asleep out on the curb, didn't he? <laughs> well, no, he he, oh, he sat out on the curb and doesn't remember any of his interactions with any of my friends who came over that night. Fortunately, there's video of it. <laughs> the director of safety and training for USPA shows up. He doesn't remember talking with Jim. He's trying to say something. He can't say it straight. He goes. I blah 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 and Jim's like yeah sounds like a little too much Jack Daniels or something like that and so now it's bedtime and Valerie and I are trying to find Hugh we find him passed out on our back porch and I can't even open my screen door all the way he's fucking, like I had to squeeze my ass out and like half carry his ass to bed I stand him next to the door to shut it and realize I have to hold him up while I shut my door to my house to walk this you, poor motherfucker. You, you to bed. think he's listening to this right now, or if like let's God, say I hope so. let's say he listens, he downloads this episode, and listens to it. Like, do you think he's gonna keep listening through this part, or does he turn it off? What do you think? Uh, man, I think Hugh's got a good sense of humor, and I think, I think it, he's because good. it's, think it's, it's it. hilarious and it's absolutely worth the story. Obviously, now here's my huge question: Hugh is an instructor at the Air Force Academy. Do you think any of the skydiving? <laughs> <laughs> That's the real question. That is the real question. Because that might be a little bit more of a like him thinking, DJ, please stop. DJ, please stop. Pull the trigger. That's awesome. Hugh, mm, you, you already pulled the trigger. My Sorry, it's already all over the interwebs, son. Yeah. And I swear, man, uh, I, I do I do know for sure there's been the occasional thing I've slipped up. There's a few things I've said on the <laughs> podcast where I'm like, I probably shouldn't have shared that information. It wasn't public. So there's no doubt that we will accidentally say things on here we shouldn't. Uh, Hugh definitely had that night. And I still will tell you, Nick, <laughs> next time Hugh's in town, I want two things to happen. 
The first one is he stays fucking sober. <laughs> the second <laughs> good one. Luck, well, good luck with that one first. No, because this, the next night after that show, we went out as, after the examiner meeting. And him, Tom Noonan, myself, Jim Crouch, a bunch of our friends went out to dinner. And he ordered a beer, and I didn't say a word. He went to order his second beer. Waitress like, hey, would you like a refill? Nah, yeah. Nope. I immediately pointed and said, no, you can't have one. He said, oh, I'm like, nope. Valerie made it very clear. If you have a beer, you are not coming back to our house. I let you have one. You ain't having another. See, that's <laughs> why like, I've never actually been drunk. I mean, I don't think I have. I've had a couple glasses of wine and felt a little wobbly. But I've never, ever felt like I was on the, out of control. Yeah, that I was gonna lose it, and I think that one reason why I don't do that is I think I would be pretty good at becoming that that totally you know let it all go sort of person. So uh, I have a very big respect for alcohol. I'm actually curious what kind of like some some drunk people are really fun and, and a good time, and some people get really drunk and angry. Some people get drunk and have orgies. Some people. <laughs> so what you're saying is Nick would get drunk and have an angry orgy. <laughs> I, I told you to shove it in there. <laughs> get in my van, goddammit. <laughs> oh god damn it. Oh my god. I could completely see that happen to you. Oh good. That's what you that's how you know your friends think highly of you. Oh yeah, drunken van orgy. I can see that <laughs> yeah. shit. I think that's called a soup kitchen. Drunken angry. Van Orgy. <laughs> thanks for the F shack. <laughs> yeah, Dirty Mike and the boys. <laughs> Dirty Mike and the boys. Yes. Uh, it makes it so appropriate that it was a Prius. <laughs> like, that car deserves that shit. Uh, a mother I raccoon who no, gave birth. No idea what we're talking about. How did we, we get here? <laughs> we were talking about favorite episodes and favorite moments. And, and another favorite thing that I would oh, talk about. Yeah. Is uh, what's her name? Susan Hickman. Oh, dude, hearing her sing in this little room oh was crazy. The power God. of her voice. Uh, first of all, if you've never heard Susan Hickman sing, check out Facebook. Look for Susan Hickman. She's got her personal Facebook page, but Justin will share on the, on the comments of the uh, Facebook here in a second. Her also fan page. And Susan has the voice of a goddess. Now, first of all, Susan is a very good looking lady. She is gorgeous in general, but Susan can mm-hmm. be a pig and when she sings she turned into a 10 right away her voice is just that good and to have our own private concert basically nick and i sat here and the whole podcast got to listen to her sing but we we got to listen well to the, her those sing. first couple of songs i don't know if you remember this but the internet was acting up so we actually weren't on facebook live for the first one or two songs oh so it really was a private show just for me and you for those those first two songs do you remember that no you know, either the router had gone down or something oh i had to run out and do a quick reset on that show yeah. And what was even what was fun is we actually closed the show instead of doing our closing song Friday Friday, we actually <laughs> had Susan close out with one more song, and that was neat because I actually took my headphones off. And I, I don't even know if we had headphones at that point. I know I did. Yeah, you always did. And I and I stood up and just walked to the other side of the room and just sat my ass against that counter over there and just chilled and listened to Susan just belt out some melodies. By far, absolutely one of my favorite things is to listen to that woman sing any place, any time. Speaking of singing, Nick, what's going on on April 7th? Uh, I heard that April 7th is the uh, first possibly annual Gravity Lab karaoke festival. Drink. Drink. Oh, every time we oh. say karaoke, <laughs> D. Fastler, I believe is the fellow's name, said yeah. we have to, they have to drink. So they're doing a drinking game. There's actually been a couple of drinking games based off of the yeah. podcast. That's how we know we're doing okay. Wow, that's how you know you've made it. <laughs> yeah. I forget. What was Hank's? Do you remember? Uh, Hank, I, I have no clue. But at the end, did you see what he Shit. said? Gee, that was yeah. a lot of water. Now I got to yeah. piss. I'm drunk off of water. I got to pee. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, it, April 7th, I actually was in contact with the karaoke company earlier this week, and today got a response to what we need to know for getting the equipment and get everything else set up. And uh, some of their setups include this, include that. So I, I was just getting the details. So uh, this week, one, or uh, probably tomorrow, <coughs> I'll uh, get set up with them and I'll get all the details finalized. So, so this is a competition? No. No, it's just it's a we're, party. We're all just hanging out, singing karaoke. Yeah. Oh. So April 7th What's your favorite song, Ben? Why am I not invited? You're invited. Everybody's invited. Well, I'm, I'm not going to be able to make it, but I, I never got an invite. Hey, Ben. You, you want to come to the karaoke party? I do. Party? Too bad. You're not fucking coming. Okay. Ben, you know what you just proved to us? <laughs> that you don't listen to the podcast because we've invited everybody who listens. I listen to the hey, podcast. Hey, Ben, you know what I like about you? Nothing. Nothing. Not very much. <laughs> nothing. Yeah, yeah, nothing. Hey, Ben, you know you know what I think about your glasses? Uh, you, that I look handsome. You look handsome and younger and smarter. Nobody's believing you. You just said, I thought it was a competition. And in the sense of the competition, the other one of my other favorite moments of uh, Gravity Lab radios happened not when it was during the podcast, but we did a Gravity Lab radio sponsored uh, movie competition. It's video festival. It's called film, a film, fe- film festival. festival. Dur. You know Dur. what? Insulted. I need another. I need another beer. I'm borderline triggered. Right Man, now. the film. Do you, want, do you want some scotchy <laughs> scotch? Scotch. Hashtag triggered. Do I? The film festival by far is one of the favorite things we've done, and just just to make it clear, we are doing that film festival again. There's no doubt about it. And Nick, I wanted to talk to you about the karaoke night. On karaoke night, what I'd love to do is string all those videos together and just have it playing in a loop because we've got enough videos that it could just play in the background sure. on a loop on the screen. Yeah. We'd need your computer because, as, as we saw, my laptop cannot play video. It's not equipped for that. My computer can handle that job. So we'll go ahead and we'll bust out the big screen once I'm again. i have to free up some memory. I have to erase a lot of uh, <coughs> other videos. <coughs> <coughs> videos from Ben's favorite website. Oh. Grannybacon.net. He's not going to say the website. He's just going to say it rhymes with schmornschmub. I'm just going to say a guy named Kyle Whitkoff has on his wing. Have you seen the what? Pornhub wingsuit? Oh, I thought you were going to make. Uh, I've seen that. Show. Yeah. Yeah. But that is awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, I, uh, Ben, you know Kyle Whitkoff? Yeah. yeah. He actually has the Pornhub wingsuit. You've seen it on the Internet maybe at some point. But it's a, it's, I, I've heard the Pornhub colors. I don't know the Pornhub colors are black and orange, but that's what they say they are. And the tail says Pornhub on the bottom, man. So homeboy's out there flying a wingsuit that says Pornhub That's on super it. Super awesome. I would fly a jumpsuit from any company that wanted to pay for one. Uh, any company? I wouldn't no. say any. Tam- Tampax? Okay, sure. I deal with that. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Viagra? Yeah, totally. Actually, I'd just take the I full endorsement. Fucking uh. Skydiving gives me a boner. That's sold. Well, it does. What, what company would you not take a, a, a sponsored jumpsuit from? Off the top of my head, I can't think of one. But if you named it, I, I, I'm sure there's more to that come to mind. I'm like, ah. Planned Parenthood. Don't care. I'm good. <laughs> what about that crazy church in Austin? Oh, the Westboro Baptist West, Church. Is that Austin? Westboro? No. That's, no. That's, Waco? Uh, Kansas? Kansas. It's Kansas. That's Kansas or something like that, dude. Westboro Baptist Church. You are a Baptist. It's free. What if it was free? You can't go against a your A free Valkyrie. Found it was a, a free Valkyrie. Found a picture of the Pornhub wingsuit. Um, yeah, let's see it. I really, I, yeah. I can't. That is that. That's not it's it, up though. up there on the, yeah. the right. That's not the, no, no, that's not the one Kyle has. Oh, uh, my God. His is that one's even better. Oh, whoa. That yeah. one? Am I, that's no, the one I know. Yeah. Oh, wow. No, dude. So Kyle's is all black with some orange yeah, trim. Ky- Kyle's actually looks like and a... And it says Pornhub on the bottom. Oh. 
what right. he's showing right now is actually the tail of the of the. Uh, did you see what that is? Nick? Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's great. It's amazing. So if you're not watching and you're just listening to this, what it is is it's a wingsuiter, and from above you're looking down on the wingsuiter, and his wing, his left wing says Pornhub on it, left but right. the tail wing actually has a body sewn to it, so it looks like a girl blowing a dude. So you, you've got this girl's face in his crotch. You can see her boobs. Felicia. Felicia? Felicio. That's kind of ironic. That's 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 name. Felicia. <laughs> Felicio. Wow. So it, it, she's blowing him. I have not seen that one. No, Kyle's got the one that just says Pornhub on the tail. He, I don't think he's gotten the the money shot he wants of that wingsuit. Yeah, he's trying. He's trying to get a cool shot of it. Um, back to to funny favorite moments. Anything else that stands out to either one of you guys or any any of you guys? Uh, Justin or anybody that stands out as some of your favorite moments or people on the show? I really enjoyed I was uh the 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 time that I acted as a mini producer, um Hank was here and I enjoyed the conversations. You know, him and I have a, a kind of a I wouldn't say a completely similar background, but you know, he was into skiing and he was into all that the same stuff that I was into and we had a really good I think conversation about that. And I really enjoyed uh doing that with Hank. Dude, Hank, not just his first episode, but his second episode, were both absolutely stellar. Hank, yeah. Hank is not only been one of my favorites. I think Hank's a fan favorite. <clears throat> we in, until Hank, we had never hit 200 downloads in one week with a guest, and Hank was the first guest that hit 200 downloads in a week. He hit 300 downloads in just over a week and a half, and he's hit over 400 downloads now. I don't know what it is, but the world apparently is a chubby chaser. It's Hank, and man. They want <laughs> Hank. Everybody the loves tank, Hank. Dude. Everybody wants Hank. Man. Last time he was here, and I was Don't I was here watching. Everyone viewing commented, "I love you, Hank." It's it's insane. It just feels like, in regards to those numbers, there's a lot of hanky panky going on. No, that deserves a. No, that deserves the rusty trombone, my friend. Explore some other noise. Come on, I feel like Nick Lott would back me on that. That's a good pun, Nick. I don't uh, know what that sound is, but that is uh, that's the, a rusty trumpet. No, that's the Wilhelm scream. Have you ever heard of the Wilhelm scream? No. So it is called Wilhelm. You are correct. Yeah. So uh, how do you know the name of all these sound effects? No. So that is a that is a classic <laughs> sound effect that you hear in many many movies. It was one of those sound effects that was supposed to be a generic person screaming, and so in movies. When there's, it's especially in stuff like Indiana Jones and stuff like that. You'll hear that scream in the background as someone's falling off a cliff or something. Oh, okay. It's called the Wilhelm scream. I just watched Raiders of the Lost Ark last weekend. Yeah. Okay, back to highlight moments. I really yeah. liked Raul too because we actually didn't yeah. talk about. Scott I was gonna Adams. say and Raul's was really good. I think when you and I, uh, or when you came to me with this idea and I agreed to it, that. Uh, we kind of both had an interest in exploring conversations that were related to things other than skydiving. Still which the goal. I would say we've been uh, pretty unsuccessful at. Still so the far. goal. We, we get drug into it pretty, uh, pretty regularly. But I think that's part of knowing your audience. I think that that's what most people uh, listen for. But uh, I still have aspirations to talk about other things. Absolutely, man. And there's no doubt that we want to branch out. But I agree with you, knowing the audience and what people want, and, and people really wanted the skydiving conversations. And as the podcast has grown and these downloads have grown, the thing that's been super interesting is the number of wuffos. And, and if you do listen to the show, we say the word wuffo a lot. We're talking about you. We don't know what that means. <laughs> that's right. Uh, 100% it's you. true. Wuffo, if you don't know what wuffo is, we're talking about you. Wuffos are non-skydivers. If you jump out of an airplane, everybody who meets 
you who doesn't skydive goes, Wuffo, will you jump out of that perfectly good airplane? And I have no clue why everybody thinks Wuffo sounds What race? Rack. What race was that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> but that's the way we've always been described it. And so Wuffos are non-skydivers. Yeah, it's just a quick way of saying what for. What for do you jump out? Wuffo? Yeah, Wuffo. Wuffo, you jump out of that perfectly good airplane. So uh, Wuffos, we, we have more and more Wuffo fans and more and more non-skydiving fans listening. And that really does expand our range. And I loved Raul talking about Venezuela. Guys and gals, if you're listening to this show, if you're watching on Facebook Live, uh, Justin, find out what episode number it was and let the folks know which episode they need to download of Raul because open your eyes and see what's going on in this world, in the world of Venezuela. Venezuela is one of the most uh, biodiverse nations in the world. I think they're number seven in biodiversity, which means they have the most range of, of species of animals, plants, stuff like that. It is such a beautiful country. It's such an oil and mineral rich country. And the people of Venezuela, and we have so many Venezuelan friends, are so wonderful. But they're being run by this fucking dick, Maduro. Tater. And I emphasize dick and tater, Maduro. And the country's just, it's just being torn apart by this person. And, and Nick, we actually have friends who've been shot fighting to defend, to defend, to defend what's that name? Venezuela. Sorry, I was going to call it Victoria. Uh, listen to that one, man. And I think it's so eye-opening to understand what's going on in such a beautiful world and a beautiful country that us as Americans really can't take advantage of. The world's tallest waterfall, Angel Falls, mm-hmm. is in Venezuela. But for us to go see it right now is not necessarily the smartest or safest thing to do. Yeah, it seems like it's still a pretty chaotic place. Yeah. The, have you seen video of uh, them skydiving into Tortuga Island? Have you seen that? Mm-hmm. No. Man, it's a fantasy uh, place that I really would like to go now. And Raul, uh, he talked about that during the show. Yeah, and I, th- I think we uh, maybe brought it back up with Carlos as well. Carlos, but man, you can find video of Tortuga Island online. Man, it's, oh, it's disgusting and beautiful. It. It's uh, so interesting, you know. The uh, we we you guys were talking earlier about how uh, <clears throat> it's not just about skydiving, which is awesome. But uh, the thing that I find funny is that uh, skydiving is so diverse that. I don't think there would. There, I have a lot of skydiving friends that I don't think would have even been brought up to speed on the plight of what's going on in Venezuela right now if they hadn't been skydiving. Because there's so many. The, the sport of skydiving is so diverse. We have so many friends from all around the world, from all walks of life, that have experiences that we that we normally wouldn't even be uh, privy to unless we were skydivers. And so it's it's interesting, you know, Raul and uh, Dan Angulo and Chulo and all those guys, man. Uh, I don't think I would have met them. I, I, I've traveled around the world quite a bit, but I don't think I would have known the plight quite as well as we know it now because I, if I had not been a skydiver, because I wouldn't have as many friends that were from Venezuela. Yeah, I think and that is just a great thing about skydiving in general is that it attracts such an eclectic diverse group of people yeah i was as you were talking i was thinking about marion and breast cancer and you know uh, conversations like that that i just you know i think cancer affects everybody at at some point in their life but just to be able to see someone who's done so well with it and uh someone that's just done so well with uh you know charity and fundraising and been successful of uh doing something that many people might say they were going to do but fall through Mm -hmm. like uh just hearing her success story about it is, is awesome but um, I feel like skydiving is really rich in, in that sort of uh, so diverse. diversity of good people. Yeah. 
It's definitely about the culture and the community. And, and it's during my vacation, I, I, I like to spend a little time thinking, dwelling on the past and dwelling on where my life is and what my future is. And I, I just like to reflect it. And Nick, I don't know if you've listened to or read the book yet by Simon Sinek, Start With Why. Yeah, I'm, I have. Listen, listen to it. Cool. And I'm positive we were probably pushed by the same friend, Stephen Boyd, sure. about that book. Yep. And I've always been a huge fan of, of Explain Why. And coach courses, I, you guys have done yeah. courses with me. We talk about why all the time. People need to understand the power of why. And in the book by Simon Sinek, Start With Why, he talked a little bit about successful companies, successful corporations, and how they're successful and how they always start with why and why we do what we do. And, and they talked about some of the passions of why, and I really got to reflect on why did I start the rating center? Why do I actually do what I do as a company and, and as an entity? And one of the mottos that, that I don't think we've done a good job continuing to push, but early on, one of the mottos that we always made clear to people is the rating center making dreams come true. And that really is so much deeper than I think people realize. Making dreams come true First of all, Ben Nelson's dream one day was to become an instructor and teach people to skydive. And we got to make that dream come true, but way larger than that. Now Ben goes out and he takes somebody else on a tandem skydive and he makes their yeah, dream come true. That's true. And the, my goal and my passion has always been to share my passion of the sport. And, and starting with why got me to think about that a little bit more. And it got me to think about what my passion in the sport is. I love the sport. I love the passion. But I love the people, and I love what the sport's done for me more than anything else. You know, Nick, we talked earlier today about some of our motivations are selfish because we're doing it for our own betterment and our own good. Uh, and there, there's nothing wrong with becoming a better person and using that selfish motivation. And for me, the start with why of skydiving is I want to get people hooked on the sport, not to get hooked on free fall, not to get hooked on skydiving. And by the way, dopest drug I've ever done is skydiving and I can earnestly say I've done more drugs than I should probably count in my life um, but skydiving by far is the one that I absolutely adore and love and as much as I love best skydiving part is I don't lose my job over it yeah I'm a full time skydiving the best part Yet. is no man that, that <laughs> I don't is, know we'll see how that test comes back I yeah. took this morning oh <laughs> for me the drugs are a, a, a different lifetime and a different story and that's one thing skydiving's done is allow me to live off life instead of living off those, all those other problems but the thing that I really have come to find and the thing in this last week of reflection for me on, on my anniversary cruise was why do I really do what I do? It's not to share the passion and the sport of skydiving, which I always believed is what it is. It's to allow people to see what Ben has seen, to see what you see. Justin, you've seen it now as well, to see what I see. And it's to share this community, this culture, this ability to have a new level of self-actualization. We understand ourselves better. I really, truly believe we've all become better men because of what we do as a sport and what we do for a love. And I want people to get a chance to get hooked on skydiving, to get hooked on a sport that will truly make an impact and a difference in your life. A, through the way it makes you look at life, and then back to Nick, what you were just talking about. Marion Sparks and what she's done to give back to her cause. Raul and what he's done in Venezuela, or what he's made us aware of in Venezuela. And then we have friends who fought in Venezuela. We've already mentioned some of the guys who live there. Daniel, Carlos, uh, uh, what's that guy's name? Fernando. 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 Thank you, man. Pedro. The sport has brought such a beauty of culture to my life and a beauty of culture of people to me. I can't thank skydiving enough for what it's really been. Yeah. No, I, I really appreciate it, Stephen, for uh, 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 recommending that book. And I think that, you know, 
his recommendation, I think, uh, the conversation was around a professional conversation of like finding the why for the for Skydive Space Spaceland for the business of you know what's what's the why we can find and share with everybody and um, which which I took a lot from, but also from a personal level, as I, I I noticed that I started enjoying my personal life more and the choices I would make when I would think about well you know whatever I'm doing today I didn't always do it for money. Like when yep. I started skydiving, <laughs> I didn't do it for money. When I started making videos, I didn't do it for money. And it's like, oh, I actually started doing this because I really like it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. let's explore what that reason is. And I think it really leads to a, a whole different level of how content it's possible to feel about what you're doing. Like instead of being like, God, I've been working on this fucking whatever for however much time. And it's like, oh, yeah, well, it still, I still picked this. And let's remember why and have a moment of feeling good about it. And find uh, a little bit more motivation. So I think it's a great book. I would uh, definitely recommend it. And I think in uh, discovering the why for yourself, um, you know, I I personally believe that makes me a better instructor, not because I'm looking at myself going, well, this is what I've always wanted to do. I look at it and say, hopefully I'm going to help this person discover their why, right? This is, they're going to, they're taking that first leap of faith, right? Just like all of us did. Mm -hmm. And in the process I'm one. I'm wondering, like every person I take, there's that chance that they're going to land and they're going to understand. They're going to understand, and that's going to drive them to get to that point where they're saying, you know, they're asking the same question, like, why? Why do I want to do this? Why do I want to be a part of this? And hopefully, it's the same reason that we all got involved, which is we've realized how amazing it is and how we want to be a part of that group. We want to be a part of those people. We want to do that. Um, it, stri- it makes you strive to be a better instructor. That's for sure. Treat everybody like a like they're your next uh, next partner on a on a four way, or your next uh, buddy that's going to be on the next world record with you, or you know, they're you never really know. Actually, at the end of the day, I took a dude on a tandem skydive once upon a time named Bart Stone Street, and I think a lot yeah, of Bart, us in the room know Bart. Bart. And Bart ended up teaching me to base jump. And I say teaching me to base jump. I only have five base skydives, so I or base jumps. I don't I don't have a lot of base jumps. But this fella who was just a random tandem, as we like to call him, random tandem. man, I just fell in love with his personality and encouraged him, come on back, come out and hang out with me. And I still communicate to Bart to this day. We don't get to talk as much as we'd like to, but we still try to hook up for lunch when we can. We still try to hang out, and the impact we've had on each other's lives are, are definitely a blessing. I often have to wonder, Marion Sparks was one of those students that I could have quit on. Marion Sparks was a prom student. She was a type of student who was very easy to say, yo, lady, here's a bowling ball. You should not be skydiving. You should be in another sport. And it was very easy to want to say that to Marion. And if you don't skydive for a living or if you're not in the sport, when we're jumping and working, we're getting paid by the skydive. We're not getting paid by any other method. And so if I'm not making more skydives today, I'm not making as much money. And Marion was very taxing on my time. When I worked with Marion, I did not make very many jumps in a day because that's a time she needed and a time she deserved. And not once did I actually think about quitting on her. I said, you know what? Fuck it. I'll make a third of what my homies are making today to help this lady out. And Marion will tell you her story, and part of her story is that she found the strength through skydiving to overcome cancer. She found the strength through skydiving, and she might have found it other ways. There's no doubt about it. But skydiving was a huge part of how she did that. And through all that, skydiving was a huge part of how she's returned over six figures. I say over six figures, over $100,000 to jump for the rose. Man, I, I, I got to be part of that. Yeah, that's what I was. That's kind of what I was alluding at, which yeah. is, you know, uh, indirectly, you're you're part of that process like 
if you hadn't have taken that time, if you hadn't have thought to yourself, you know, I need to, I need to spend a little bit more time with this person, where would that even be? It wouldn't even be there. It wouldn't even be there. I'm not trying to toot your horn. I'm just saying that, uh, you know, uh, it's like the butterfly effect, right? I was thinking the same thing. The, the, the <laughs> butterfly. Are you going to let me get this uh, emotional thing out or no, not? No, I'm just upset that Nick didn't toot the horn. It's like the uh, it's like the butterfly <laughs> effect, right? The butterfly flaps its wings uh, here, and uh, something happens in uh, around the world because the wind moved. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And so, at the end of the day, how many people have been helped by Jump for the Rose that might not have been helped if you hadn't taken that extra oh, wow. little tiny bit of time Absolutely. to help her out? And so, every time I approach a student, that's that's the mindset I'm trying to put myself in. You know, I don't know this person. I don't know what impact this is going to have on them, but it can't. It, I know that the impact of this can be amazing because I've seen it. And so it's my duty, it's my privilege, and my duty to go out of my way every time to try and make this experience amazing for them because I don't know where this is going to take them. So you actually th- that that the way you tell that story brings me to really change the question. We talked about some of our favorite moments on the show. And I actually, on Marion Sparks, talked about my favorite student and one of my most memorable students. And to this day, Marion Sparks is going to be one of my favorite students, and it's because of the impact she gave back to the sport. I've been teaching skydiving for long enough, for, for a pretty long time now, that it's easier for me to have that answer. But I'd like to know from all three of you guys. Nick, you're not really a teacher in skydiving, but you do still teach and share a lot of information, and you're a videographer. So I want to know who the favorite new jumper experience you've had, whether it's a tandem student, whether it's an STP or a mentee uh, for Ju- uh, for Justin, or whoever it is. Whoever's got one first, man, what's your favorite well, impact? I, f- I feel like I actually may have told this story before, so <clears throat> I might be repeating myself, but we were uh, at, at the drop zone. I was, it was a weather day, so things were kind of going slow. And through the, the window of the video room out into the hangar, I saw this guy wearing a Superman outfit. Did I tell the story before? No, but I think I know uh, the guy. I don't, think, so, I don't think I've ever heard this one. So he's wearing like a Superman outfit with a cape and everything. And because I'm an asshole, I started just <laughs> cracking jokes about it. Like, oh, the first guy to wear a Superman shirt, skydiving, whatever. I don't even remember what I said. But to, to me, it was just weird that he was an adult man wearing a cape. And so I thought that was going to entertain myself and my friends by making fun of this guy. Right. So, you know, a couple hours goes by. We're off the weather hold. Things start going, and it, get, it turns out that I'm paired up to shoot this this guy's video. Okay, cool, Superman, whatever. Just thought he was gonna be. I just thought he was gonna be kind of a weirdo because he was an adult man wearing. Hey, just seemed odd to me. And so, whatever. Um, we do his video, do a skydive. Everything's normal. Everything's good. He he does a pretty good job in free fall, and uh, and we land. And I try and give everyone an opportunity. I guess I make a, a conscious effort most of the time when I'm capable to give someone the opportunity to uh, have a genuine moment of like how was it like what was it what was it like and uh i said hey man how, how was god having how was it and he's like he started getting really emotional really quickly and uh up until this moment i, I didn't really feel a, a real connection with this guy but he started to get super emotional and i'm holding my camera helmet talking to him and i'm like are we are we about to hug it out right now? <laughs> and <laughs> Did we just become and, best friends? And I said that to him. And he's like, yeah. Like, and he puts his arms out, super ready for this hug. And I put my arms around this guy. And you know how sometimes you just hug a person? And it's just like you put your arms around him and you do the bad, bad, whatever. But this guy gave me the realest hug. Like, this guy put his arms around me and he gave me a squeeze like he really, really needed it. And it was almost like I went in for that initial, like, just 
you know, kind of casual going through the motions hug and felt the way that this guy squeezed me. And I squeezed him back in the same way of like, it was the, the most real hug I've ever had with like a, with a total stranger. So it was, uh, I felt good that this guy made me eat my words. And uh, it was a super, <laughs> super genuine moment with someone that I knew. Did not you ever get an explanation of why it was so emotional for him? No, I don't think so. You know, and, and really, at the end of the day, I guess you don't need it. It was, and that was yeah, all was, you really needed to know. It was his moment, and he really needed to hug someone right then. And, man, I was yeah. super happy to be that person. Yeah. He walked home. He had stories. He had emotions he had to share. And you got to be part of that, man. What, what kind of fucking life do we live that we get to share these passions and emotions with people? You went from a bro hug to what I call an embrace. It was a serious embrace, man. It was... It's hard to, to put the right words on it without it sounding a little weird, but yeah, it was awesome. It was great. <laughs> oh, man. This morning, I definitely gave you a little bit larger hug than normal. I, sure. it, it's, I like those hugs. I used to give those hugs more often than I do. They mean a lot to me, man, and it was definitely good to see you, and it was good to have. Ben, what's your favorite impact moment in the sport for you, besides when you hit the ground? <laughs> <laughs> besides ricocheting off the ground? Oh, man, this one's going to be a tough one for me, only because uh, it's going to be hard not to be a little bit emotional uh, on this one. Um, I don't know if you guys remember, but a couple of years ago, was it about two years ago, a year and a half ago, Nick uh, produced a video um, that was featuring a very close friend of mine uh, named Matthew Willoughby. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, when you get into skydiving, when you're, when you're doing it a lot... Um, one of the things that you hear a lot of non-skydivers say over time, a lot of the younger jumpers experience this uh, very frequently, they get their A license, and they still have that point in their life where they have a lot of non-skydiver friends. <laughs> I'm at the point in my life where I don't have a lot of non-skydiver friends anymore, but back when I was working, uh, not working in skydiving, I was working in the oil industry. I was working at, uh, for Chevron uh, for about 10 years. Um, I had a lot of non-skydiving friends, and so they get used to hearing you talk about skydiving because it's, it's a, such an ingrained into your your life at that point that it's hard for you not to carry on a conversation that doesn't involve you talking about what happened last weekend when I went skydiving because I do it so much. And Matthew Willoughby was a guy that I worked with at Chevron um, who was very much interested in hearing about my skydiving. Very, very interested. Where were you last weekend? What were you doing? What kind of skydiving? Can I see the video? And I was always, it always seemed like he wanted to jump, but every time I said, hey, you should go jump, it, it would, no, no, I can't do that. You know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, you know, I'm married. I got kids. I can't, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in my, my late forties and you know, all this, there was all of these things and it was just no big deal. I'm never going to force anybody into doing that. But, you know, I've, I knew Matthew for a couple of years. We worked together for a couple of years and, um, there came a point, um, there came a point, uh, you know, about my last year, year and a half working for Chevron where he, um, his wife went through, uh, cancer and, uh, during that period of time, you know, it was terminal. We knew it was terminal. There was no way around it. It was, it was, they knew it was going to happen. And so it was just a matter of time. And uh, for him, that last, that last year was a very uh, difficult period of time. And, you know, him and I very much have the same type of schedule. So we wake up early in the morning, we go to work early in the morning. And a lot of times it was just me and him at the office for months. You know, every morning we show up early. And so oftentimes it was, just me and him sitting and talking about it. So for months, 
it was just walk, talking through this process of, we were talking through the process of his wife dying, basically, is what it came down to. And um, it was an honor to be a part of that, but it was also a sad period of time. But the long and the short of it is the time came, uh, she passed, and of course, in typical Matthew fashion, he, I mean, he rose to the occasion. He's an excellent father. They've got two daughters. But on the year the year anniversary of his wife's death, he decided to come out and do a skydive um, at Spaceland here in Houston. And it was a shock to me because I didn't actually know he was coming out. Um, I don't know where I was that day. I just don't really remember. But in the process of coming out, you know, one of the things I admire so much about Spaceland and so much about Stephen Boyd is Stephen Boyd can can pinpoint somebody from across the room and he looks at that person and he goes, he can just say, I need to go talk to that person. Steven's got this thing. I don't know what it is, but he can look at somebody and he can just he can just tell from a distance that I need to get to know that person for whatever reason. And so he approached Matthew and started having this conversation and, um, you know, on his own, went out to the drop zone, didn't, didn't really tell me he was going to be there, and he was going to go do his first jump on the year anniversary of his wife's, uh, of his wife's death. And I got to tell you, man, uh, watching the video after the fact, um, it was exactly what he needed. It was exactly what he needed, but to talk through that process and to see that happen, it was, a it was one of the rare occasions for me where my non skydiving skydiving life and my skydiving life like overlapped in probably the best possible way that it could have ever happened. And, um, and I'll never forget that, you know, Matthew, uh, and Matthew will never forget that. Matthew has made friends in skydiving, having done three tandems now, two or three tandems three, and, three and, a so, and a and an STP. I think he's done a level one or level two. I think he's done at least one STP. And, um, you know, I don't see him really doing it much anymore, but he, he did it and he faced that and, it was just such a life-changing experience for him, and um, I saw I saw how much it helped him. And you don't typically get to see that start point to end point. Typically, it's you meet the person after they've experienced a trauma that you weren't a part of, and they they go out and they experience it. And yeah, it feels good to help them experience that. But it was such a long process. I mean, this was like a two-year process of going through that whole situation with him. And then um, to see him actually come out and do it, it was uh, it was very emotional. And it was um, all I can say about my friends is thank you for treating my friends so well, because he he needed it. That's exactly what he needed. He got exactly what he needed. And um, and you guys played such a pivotal role in it. And that's that's probably the most um, memorable aspect of skydiving that I can think of. Dude, Matthew was such such a good guy, such a gentleman in every sense of what that means. And uh, I was really happy that I got to talk to him kind of at the point in my life that I got to. Um, this was kind of right when I just started getting into these kind of sit-down conversations with the camera involved. Not not right at the beginning, but it was closer towards the beginning. And um, Stephen, to, to bring him up again, had uh, sent me... I've talked about this guy before. His name's Cal Fussman. He's a famous interviewer who worked for Rolling Stone. <laughs> Rolling Stone, Rolling and Stone, I yeah. want to say uh, Esquire magazine too. I don't know if that's if that's right or not, but uh, he talked about uh, he had interviewed every star 
through the 90s. And he talked about uh, being will- willing to be vulnerable with someone who's being vulnerable with you. Of like, well, yeah, when someone gets emotional, just go with it. You need to get emotional too, just go with it. And, you know, when he was, uh, you know, Stephen talked to me that same morning of like, hey, you know, I talked to this guy. He, he has a pretty uh, incredible reason for being here. You should see if he wants to talk to you about it. So I said, yeah, great. Hey, Matthew, my name's Nick. I showed him um, a video of a girl named Caitlin, a girl who had mm-hmm. lost her, her leg, and said, hey, uh, you know, uh, this is what I do. Uh, I would love to talk to you with, with, a, with a camera. It's just me and you having a conversation, whatever. And he was uh, you know, totally, totally happy to sit down. And, man, he was just so willing to open up and share this obviously incredible, painful, difficult thing yeah. with a level of openness and honesty that was extremely admirable. And, uh, and rare. Very rare, yeah, very rare, and uh, he's probably one of the most like legit, honest, like forthcoming person I've ever met in my entire life. Genuine. When I met him, the first word that came to my mind yeah. was genuine. But I was I was really happy that I had listened to this interview, encouraging, uh, encouraging the interviewer to be uh, not afraid to get emotional with someone that, you're, that they're talking to. Yeah. And man, he started with his story, and I just bawled my I cried with this guy, yeah. and it was. I mean, obviously it was sad and painful, and editing that footage was one of the most trying things that I've done on a computer. And, uh, you know, because I'd listen to 30 seconds of it, and I'd fall apart. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'd have to pick out the the most heart-wrenching part of this thing that had just torn me apart. And I made it through second by second of just listening to some of it, crying, walking around, and then I would take bits of the footage that I had put together and I would like kidnap other people around the drop zone <laughs> and be like, hey, can you watch this for a second? And it just made me feel better to have people watch it and cry. So I knew that I was like normal <laughs> yeah, a little yeah, bit, you, you know, like, you have okay, enough. I'm not yeah. like just crazy <laughs> fucked up over this. Like this really is this sad. Uh, Justin, uh, the video is called Lessons from Loss. It's on uh, the, okay. the Skydive Spaceland Facebook page, or it's probably on the Skydive Spaceland uh, YouTube channel for anybody who wants to watch it. But uh, yeah, Matthew Willoughby, Lessons from Loss. I think the most amazing part of that video, uh, and I've watched it, I don't know how many times I've watched it, beyond the fact that I know him and I know his story very personally, is when you watch, when you watch his, his body language from the beginning to the end, uh, after he lands from that skydive, a new man right there it's a new he's a new person man he's a completely new person and um it's an experience that you just you very rarely can you find that outside of outside of jumping out of a plane man very rarely can you find that type of that type of change that drastic change and i'll tell you right now he needed it that was a time in his life when he needed it and i think the thing i love most about the sport of skydiving is it finds us it finds each and every one of us at a point in our life when we really, really need it. And uh, to see that play out on that video, uh, it's probably one of the, the highlights uh, of of um, my skydiving career. I mean, if, if the only reason I ever got into skydiving is so that Matthew Willoughby would have that idea in his mind a year after his wife died and that was the end result, then I could say that getting into this sport of skydiving was completely worth it. That's it. That, that would be the one thing that, you know, Anything else was just cake after that. Anything else is icing on top of the cake after that. It that that's he's such an amazing man. I did get the privilege of meeting him and speaking with him and and, and really just thanking him for sharing his story because I was one of those people that Nick kidnapped 
and got mm. to watch that video and, and, and heart tugging and heart wrenching. There's no doubt about it. If you've hung out, if you've hung out and listened to the podcast at all, you know Nick and I. At least the two of us are crying little bitches. You you know that I showed this video to him the first time. He and this guy is so nice that I told him, hey, you know, I'm, I'm pretty close to having this video finished. I'd like for you uh, and your daughters to see it. And he said, okay, great. Let me have you over. My daughters will cook dinner for us, and you can watch it with with us here at the house. So it's like. I mean, one, that's an incredibly kind gesture of him to invite me over, share share his family with me. And two, having to watch this, I mean, not having to, but the emotional weight of watching this video next to him and these two young girls, the videos about them losing their mom. Man, it was an extremely emotional situation to be in, and uh, I was super happy that I got to see it that way. What, what a wonderful experience, man. It, it's just crazy. And but it's one of those things, man, where you were, man, Stephen, Stephen saw him. Stephen got him connected to you. You happened to be there. He was there because he knew of me. It was like, it's like everything just came together and it needed to come together that way in order to work out the way it did for him and, and his daughters. And uh, man, I can't, I can't even describe how happy I am that that's how that, that all panned out. And uh, my, my level of gratefulness to Spaceland, but also my level of gratefulness to you guys, you know, Stephen and you and, for, for coming together. I mean, he speaks so highly of Spaceland. He speaks so highly of you guys just because it, that man, it was that, it was a life changing experience. It was a life changing experience. And DQ, he, he loves DQ. If you're out there, DQ, Matthew, Matthew Willoughby loves you. Just saying. Man, DQ is, is definitely been one of those other fun guests we've had on the show. And, and Justin's a little bit busy typing. I'll let him finish what he's doing. But that's really going to be a hard one to follow up. We're talking right now about some of our favorite favorite impact moments, some of our aim, yeah. It's like I can't sports. even follow that shit. <laughs> so Justin's <laughs> like, so go ahead, Justin. What's your favorite? What what, what do you? Somebody got? Somebody told a joke that, once that and it was time, great. Yeah. Grubsy, what what do you got, buddy? Uh, uh, first of all, before I forget, we were talking about Marion earlier um, and jump for the rose. I posted uh, a comment while we were speaking of that about uh, smile.amazon.com. Yes. So yes. if y'all don't use Smile, use Smile. It doesn't cost anything, and you can choose Jump for the Rose for uh, donations, and Amazon will donate to Jump for the Rose on your behalf. So basically, if you're an Amazon Prime member, which a lot of people are, um, you can go in and you can actually you have to you need to go in and select uh, Jump for the Rose right. as as the the um, organization that you want to donate to yeah. and then whenever you go on uh amazon to buy anything if you go to smile is it smile.amazon yes dot com, i posted at, the link yeah. uh yeah, yeah check it out in the um anytime you go on there as a prime member smile.amazon.com um and you purchase anything there's a small amount that um amazon or there's an amount that amazon will donate as well and it's funny that you mentioned that because i literally just went on two days ago and as a Prime member, I said, why am I wasting all this? Because I buy a lot of stuff on I Amazon. I buy a shitload. Yeah. yeah. And so I went in and I found Jump for the Rose and I added them. And um, and so now any purchase that I make for the Drop Zone, uh, any purchase that I make for myself, um, there's a donation that goes to Jump for the Rose. Just yeah. I want to be a little clear about that one because I know people get confused. So just for a little clarity, you have to go to smile.amazon.com on Correct. a computer, on a browser. Yep. It can be the browser on your phone right. to actually select your organization or your charity. And then all your shopping has been has mentioned has to be on smile.amazon.com. So I, I did what DJ mentioned. I think you posted it uh, when 
when I first saw it is you have the Amazon app on your phone, which makes it super easy to find stuff and mm-hmm. add stuff to your cart on the Amazon app. Yep. And then put the link to the website right next to your app to where you switch to the Smile website to to make the purchase. I would recommend go one step further. And actually, I have my my normal Amazon.com app buried on a third or fourth screen that I can't yep. find without having to go to it. And my immediate app I see for Amazon is smile.amazon.com. So go to smile.amazon.com on the web browser on your phone and then save it to your home screen. And now every time you click on it, you're going straight to Amazon. It's just as easy to search, just as easy to buy, just as easy to shop. The one thing I still go to my Amazon app for is tracking orders is easier on the app. Yeah, correct. But the shopping. So make sure you use a smile.amazon.com and whatever your cause is, man. And if your cause isn't Jump for the Rose, then, then support what is good for you. But Jump for the Rose is a breast cancer treatment. Not breast cancer research, but treatment. Ladies' lives are being saved. A very, very, very good friend of mine, a very dear lady to me, a lady that, that touched my heart and, and still today can bring tears in my eyes just by getting a hug from her is Marion Sparks. And this organization helps save Marion's life, man. Help these ladies save lives. Help these ladies take that next step and take that next level and use smile.amazon.com. Thank you, Justin, for bringing that up, man. Is that your impact player of the month? <laughs> is that <laughs> player of the month? Is that is that who actually touched well, we you? Fantasy football all of a sudden? Yeah, yeah. I don't I, I don't <laughs> no. understand these terms. So we were talking about uh, <laughs> this students, is not Star Trek students, related. new jumpers, minties. If it was, I would know what he was talking yeah, about, I and I have no clue. exactly what it would be. <laughs> Dude, oh my god, oh that fucking season finale. Oh. Uh, have you seen the new TV show on Netflix called Disjointed? It's a 30-minute comedy about a lady who owns a fucking pot store. Oh, my God. I haven't watched it yet. It's stupid what funny. What about Altered Carbon? Altered Carbon. Oh, oh fuck oh. yes. Sorry. Yeah. If Am you, I getting caught up in more nerd shit right now? No. So oh, yeah. Disjointed <laughs> is more nerd pothead humor. You're outnumbered. If, if you like really, really stupid pothead humor, watch Disjointed, man. I mean, compare it's it to half Baked for me funny. for a second. It's it's way Ooh, stupider. How do you they have a couple on there named fake. Dank and Dabby. It's this dude and this chick, and oh, they're fucking outlandish, outrageous. That sounds stupid. You lost me. Tell me about the other it's one. Stupid. Altered Carbon. Yeah, Altered Carbon's just totally nerdy. I've heard it's pretty. On awesome. what level? It's it's hard to give away. It's like I feel like I'll give it away if I start Kay, talking about it. Spoiler alert. Okay, now what? <laughs> <laughs> so people can inhabit different bodies. Because their consciousness is is on like a disc called a stack. That sounds stupid. So too. you don't know no, if I'm like this person is that guy that you knew that's dead, for example. Like you don't know who anybody is. It's pretty badass. It's badass. It's so badass. You you watch it too? And the <laughs> Duh. <laughs> I binge watched it the day it came I out. I haven't binge watched it all, but I'm watching it slowly. It was shitty weather, so yeah. Dude, it's <laughs> shitty weather. It's been Houston for the last fucking yeah. month or a month and a oh, half, Jesus. man. Give me it's a been break. fucking horrific, dude. Well, speaking speaking uh, of skydiving for one second, I really cannot thank enough Velocity Sports Equipment, the maker of Infinity Rigs. Velocity Sports Equipment, Ben, I don't know if you heard this recently. They came on as our latest advertiser and supporter of the show. Oh, awesome, yeah. I've had nice. a great relationship with Infinity, and the owner, Kelly Farrington, has been a good friend of mine for many years. And uh, actually, we just got to talk yesterday, and, and Nick Law and I cannot wait to reveal a secret project we're about to work on with Infinity. Infinity's oh. got some new stuff coming up in the yeah. works, guys. If you're a fan of skydiving, if you're a fan of gear, if you're a fan of Infinity Rigs or any of the above, 
all I can tell you, and I will straight up be a dick and say we got a super secret ninja project. Actually, Rory Corgan, myself, Ooh, nice. and Nick Law are working with Kelly Farrington on this ninja project. That's going to be a lot of fun for us, and uh, soon, hopefully, <laughs> uh, you'll hear some news. But guys, if you really want to jump what I find the most comfortable rig on the market, a rig that I love sitting under canopy on, a rig I love feeling on my back, check out Infinity Rigs. They make a very, very comfortable rig. It is one of the most customizable rigs they have on the market. Nick, what do you have there, dude? Well, um, our friend Riley from uh, from uh, Velocity yeah. came to me with this idea. So I don't know if uh, any of our viewers know uh, much about my stature. I'm a tiny little yes. fellow. If you've seen me in real life, you know I'm a short guy. <laughs> He's yes. what we like to refer to as so, a wee man. So we also have a friend, Constantine, a big Russian fellow. Who's He's not a wee man. basically the opposite <laughs> stature of myself. He's giant. And so uh, Velocity had this idea about an advertisement saying shorter is better. Or they wanted to, to emphasize the short for their wait times because their wait times are only seven weeks right now, which is awesome. I think the wait time was actually even four weeks before they ran this uh, 20% off promotion for their for their 20-year anniversary. But uh, DJ's coming over. So if you if you for anyone watching right now, the the ad is a joke that says shorter is better, and it's me throwing my hand up in celebration and big stupid Constantine. But to be fair, with a look of disappointment on his face. But to be fair, in that picture. I think they've made you a lot bigger than you actually are in real life next to him. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that might be true. I might actually but still be, shorter. be even smaller. Yeah, he's standing with his elbow on top of my head, <laughs> just to put it into, into some perspective. I actually, I spoke to Riley yesterday about some projects that we're working on, and she told me that you and Constantine did something recently, but I didn't tell me that was what it was. Yep, that's the thing. Yeah, I got the same email that uh, asking us to do something like I, that. I don't know if she'll use, I, I designed this also. So I don't know if they're going to use my design or not, but I sent them this whole whole thing and all the Photoshop files so they can change anything they want about it. But I think it's pretty fucking funny. I have a feeling that Riley is a smart woman. When I say smart woman, that means she's lazy enough to use that and not have to do the work herself. And, and it's not because she's truly lazy. Riley is a very hardworking gal. Uh, and, and yes, Nick, Riley is a gal. Hey, yeah, the first time. So <laughs> DJ introduced me to Riley via email, right? <laughs> I said, and you're like, hey, Nick, dude, hey, Riley, yes. Riley, Nick. What's and up, I bro? Said, hey, gentlemen. Hey, <laughs> that's gentlemen. my fucking response because that's how little I pay attention. But on the email thread, like I saw, uh, you know how when you use Gmail, people will have their own little customized yeah. little icon. And I saw one with what I could tell was a man on it, but it was DJ. And I didn't, didn't realize <laughs> that it was DJ from a long time ago. Because he had hair. Yeah. And just <laughs> the picture was small, oh. so I couldn't really assess the hideousness of the situation. That was a penetrating stare. You're beautiful. I love you. Actually, it was <laughs> the photo was from my wedding, and that was yeah. the last time I actually grew out a full head of hair. And but, I grew but up. You I've seen the same picture. Like, who the fuck is yeah, that Yeah, but guy? you can understand why I saw this picture and didn't automatically assume, oh, that's my friend DJ. No, it looks nothing like me. Yeah, okay. So I thought that was Riley, and Riley was a guy with hair and some facial hair and whatever. That was Riley. Yeah. So I said, hey, gentlemen. I was well dressed. I had a white collar. Wait, shirt here's a question: on. Did did they correct you? Nope. No, she didn't yeah. give a shit. How no. long did you go before you realized? Oh, they, so this <laughs> how this many happened? emails no, back and forth? Hang on. This happened over when you're like, oh, itch my balls is lame. Am I no, right, friends? If you shut the fuck up. <laughs> this happened like right. He starts throwing out like God inappropriate damn it, Ben! <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> like inappropriate shit. Like, don't you guys hate it when your nutsack sticks to the side of your legs? <laughs> 
So I was touching my dick today like I know you guys were both doing. How many times do y'all shake after you piss? So I sent this email right before the holidays where they had already left for Christmas and they were gone all through Christmas and all through New Year's. So I was like, man, I fucking pissed this girl off. Like she's so bad that I called her a gentleman that she's not even going to respond to my email. And to be fair to Riley, she actually has been thought of as a, as a man before. Now when you see her... <laughs> That is That's not a, a ringing endorsement, bro. Yeah. <laughs> where's the sound effects? <laughs> yeah, where's the sound People think she's a dude all the time. <laughs> <laughs> when you see, <laughs> hang on. When you see Riley, she's a very. <laughs> when you see Riley, there's no doubt you're in front of a beautiful woman. <laughs> but by name, she's been there thought of as a dude more than once. There Nick, did I show you? Nick's the over there, like, sorry, I didn't respond to your wear. email. I was looking too busy looking at boobs. Am I right, everyone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boobs. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> What's the name of that sound effect? It ben? says it says Uncle Nick. I don't know what that means. <laughs> That's inappropriate. It reminds me of the old guy on Family Guy, the old pervert. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, that's what I thought, that's what I thought Come it was. over here with your Come on over now. You need to memorize that laugh and start doing it so we can call you Uncle Nick. <laughs> well, already done then. Way to go. So so back to it, man. Velocity Sports Equipment, maker of the Infinity Rig. We cannot thank you guys enough. The rig is obviously good enough that, that we enjoy it. We've been uh, I jump one, and Nick, you've been jumping one now too. Indeed. Um, Jeffro Provisano from the Red Bull Air Force, mm-hmm. actually hanging out right over Nick's head. If you look, at, if you're seeing us on video, he jumps in Infinity. Luke Aikens, the guy who jumped into a net, doesn't always jump with a rig, but when he does, it's an Infinity. Yep. Felix Baumgarten jumped from space in an Infinity rig. They definitely make what I feel is the most comfortable rig on the market. They've led innovation regularly, and hopefully you'll hear some really cool news. Hopefully in the near future we'll be able to talk about this little ninja project that we got going on with Infinity. It involves many ninjas. We had to hire a lot of tiny Asian people. So my family got hired for this project. Yeah, (laughs) goddammit. Why do they have to be Asian? Because we're ninjas, bro. There's a difference between ninja and ninja. So I was going to say, uh, <laughs> as you're talking about that, you know, uh, I just got my riggers ticket, which is really awesome. Riggers say what? Riggers say what? I just got my senior riggers ticket, and uh, which means congratulations over, over the thank you. Over the last month, I've uh, been doing a lot of packing of many rigs, and uh-huh. uh, I will say that I've packed a few infinities, and they're excellent rigs. They are excellently made. You know, and, I'm, I'm uh, jumping uh, Critters Infinity right now. Oh, are you? And you know, Oh, the, are you? Wait. What I really liked about it was the, the fit of the, the canopy in the container. He's been uh, jumping it without a Cypress in it since he's owned it. Yep. So I was really worried that, like, with the way that my Mirage was, the flaps, like, the both the trays are really tight, that even with the flaps open, yep. it's still kind of inside the, mm-hmm. the flaps quite a bit. How tight was it to get inside? Oh. <laughs> but uh, the Infinity, <laughs> I can't believe how wide the flaps open up. Mm-hmm. Of It's like, oh, yeah, I don't give a shit that it's that tight. Like, if these open up that far, like, it's definitely going to come out. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I was super, super impressed by... Uh, even with uh, how how tight the pack job was with this with this Cypress, 
But man, it's still still super comfortable. Been really yeah. happy jumping it. That's it's one, quality, man. Super quality. That's one rigging concern that Nick mentions. With a lot of these tighter reserves, especially smaller rigs, if you have a total <laughs> malfunction, these rigs are packed in so tight and the flaps close so much that there's been reserve uh, deployment hesitations due to tight reserve trays, yeah. due to tight flaps. And that's one thing that Kelly really focused on is the geometry of the flaps, the geometry of the, the design. Now, Kelly and I have hung out and nerded out on rigs on many occasions. And so, sorry if, if I get a little nerdy with them sometimes, but that, that geometry is there to allow exactly what you just said, that reserve to come out without any hesitation, without any hang-ups, because they want you to be able to, whatever attitude you're in with a total malfunction, yep. have a fast-firing, fast-acting reserve. Correct. Well, I used to, with the way my Mirage fit, I used to <laughs> practice elbowing the sides of it in case I ever was in this situation. <laughs> and I tried that with the uh, Infinity. But it's too small and narrow for me to even touch it. It feels beautiful back there. <laughs> Actually, you're jumping the SN model, which one thing is, is a lot of jumpers will look at the standard Infinity, and the standard Infinity is very flat to your back, which makes it a little bit wider and mm -hmm. a little bit longer. And that's nothing really bad with the way it fits most people. But then you get to some of your smaller statured folks and the really skinny what are you folks. Saying? Well, like you're my wife Valerie, she's very skinny, and what Nick, you you're very fit, so you're very skinny. <clears throat> I'm wide. Have you seen my shoulders? So Shit. We've the seen rig, those childbearing hips. To turn sideways <laughs> the to get rig can a door. stick out on your side, <laughs> so they make the SN model, which is short and narrow, and they actually squeeze it down and give it more of that thicker dimension and similar to Mirage, but not as thick. It's not nearly as, I would call it deep. Deep, and that's like the, yes. the, the width from my back to the back of the rig is yeah. much more narrow, and the width of it on my back is, is also... The, the only thing that's the same is the height from... Top to bottom of the rig, yeah, it's pretty close to my Mirage. Everything mm -hmm. else about it is smaller. So, man, back to it, guys. This first year anniversary has been an absolutely wonderful thing for us. This first year of doing the show has been great, and we cannot do it without people like Infinity. Yeah, absolutely. And the other thing I was going to say is uh, when you get, if you get an opportunity, um, the other good thing about Infinity is they're located in a place called Sisters, Oregon, and it's freaking amazingly beautiful in Oregon. Could I skydive anywhere near that area? Yes, absolutely, you can. Any There's, awesome places? There, there might you know? be a place uh, just <laughs> slightly north of Sisters um, called Skydive Awesome that uh, you could not only go to Sisters and pick up your Infinity rig that you ordered and uh, had made and then take it directly north of there to Skydive Awesome and you could jump that rig. Awesome. You know Bo from PD? Does yeah. it? So Bo, if you've never oh, met I know, Bo, oh, I know Bo, a fucking sexy, dimply man. Bo travels with performance designs doing the demo tour around the nation. He also jumps an infinity, and he has a custom embroidered infinity. And Ben, do you yeah. know what that a custom embroidery is? Yeah, it's like it's a map of that whole area there, right? The, the embroidery is the map. and It's, it's the topographical map. Topographical, and it's amazing. And I'll tell you right now, if you ever get an opportunity to travel to, uh, to that area, portion of Oregon, that kind of central Oregon area. Bend, Oregon is kind of like the central hub, but Sisters is very close to that. And um, man, I'll tell you, it is beautiful. It is absolutely, if you're into doing anything outside, Smith Rocks is there. If you're into rock climbing, there's uh, camping, there's hiking, there's paragliding, there's uh, now there's skydiving. It's kind of awesome. Um, and there's, uh, there's so much to do there. And man, what a beautiful, beautiful place. And I happen to know for a fact that if you show up, um, Infinity Sports will or um, uh, Velocity Sports will give you a tour, and they'll show you they'll show you the facilities, and they'll show you where they make the where they make the magic happen. 
that's one of my other favorite things about Kelly is, is he's really stuck to that grassroots mom and pop kind of organization. He's had the opportunity to expand and grow and get bigger, and he's doing it slowly and carefully because he never wants to lose touch of the sport. And, and a lot of these large manufacturers have not lost touch of the sport either, but some of these large manufacturers are strictly looking at the business model anymore, and they, and they really have lost touch of the sport, not all, just some. And Kelly has Would made you say it, they've lost their why? They've lost their why. Absolutely. Well played, sir. And, and Kelly has not lost that why. He stays highly involved and active in PIA, the Parachute Industry Association, and in the manufacturing and governing bodies to make sure it's about the sport and about the jumpers and about the people and not about the money-making process. Infinity is one of the more affordable rigs on the market, especially when you talk about the five majors, and I do include them in the five majors. And one of those reasons is, is I've heard Kelly say it so many times, you should be able to afford a rig without it costing an arm and a leg. And there's a lot of rigs out there that will cost you significantly more. So check them out, man. And, and I can also, in this one-year anniversary, <coughs> I, I have to thank a few people besides the fans. And you guys really, really have been the best part of it. But Option Studios has been a huge support and a huge help to us. Uh, the Gravity Lab radio logo, we named him Monty, and Monty's actually my name for him. But Adam Buckner and Option Studios came up with the Gravity Lab radio logo, and, they, and they've been a huge help to what we've done, not just for Gravity Lab, but for my other company, my, my, my main business, the Rating Center. That and their jerseys are dope. Just Nick, saying. Nick's wearing a beautiful jersey from Option Studio right now. I've even got this shirt. It's, it's red hey, cap we as don't, a brand. Don't talk about your shirt while I'm flexing. Oh, hold I? on, hold on. Nick's wonderful jersey. God, it looks so Boom. Yo, you got Look at his biceps, they said. Dude, you got a... <laughs> what oh, do you call hey. that? You got a certificate for those? Not certificate. Permit. Are those registered? Permit. 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 You, you got guns. permit for those things? Yeah. Yeah, the state knows about them. So Sweet, deal. man. Uh, Option Studios <laughs> does a lot of custom embroidery. I, I commonly wear them in Option Studios hat. Today, I think I'm wearing a Rating Center hat. I have to feel the embroidery. Yep. I think it is. Uh, this shirt is a red cap shirt. It's a mechanic style shirt. It's done up by Option Studios. doesn't matter what you want. You want buffs. You want pull-up cords. You want wind blades. You want graphic design, team design, all these things. Option Studios has done this work for us. They've actually done graphic design for Infinity. And that's one thing. You did that little logo you said for that, that little graphic design for um, Riley. Yep. If Riley doesn't like it, you know who's going to change it? Not Riley. Option <laughs> Studios. Yeah, he's going to do a lot better job than me. <laughs> um, I, Dude, I think that's a phenomenal job, and I would leave it just where it is. I think Riley, Riley should do the same thing. But Option Studios will do a phenomenal job, and it doesn't matter whether you want stickers, caps, hats. It, it just doesn't matter. Adam is And I'm not even kidding. Their jerseys guy. are really awesome. I've got a few of their jerseys now, and I'll say the comfort level on those are amazing. And the quality. I mean, uh, you can jump in those, and they're not going to tear apart yeah the vents on them i really do like i don't like them as much on a cold day but that's usually the opposite yeah. problem that we have here in houston. Say, in houston usually yeah, the problem it's, is when it's too hot snowing and i wear my vented shirt maybe maybe i should have chose something else yeah <laughs> but uh no man when uh, when you get warm and moving man this thing works great i'm lucky i've got four jerseys made by option studios and i actually have two more on the way ssk is a company I get to do a little bit of work with, and I have two SSK jerseys coming. And uh, eventually, Nick and I are getting... Actually, I'm getting four Gravity Lab Radio jerseys made. Oh, my gosh. I'm only what, getting what? four Gravity Lab Radio. Actually, I'm getting five. Valerie, my wife, gets one, too. But you can imagine where the four are going to, and it's to these four gentlemen in the room. So we'll see what happens oh. after that. 
But I do tell you guys now because it's a one of. There's only four jerseys being made. This this Greg Labradio jersey is a definite backburner project because he's doing this as a special favor to the show. Yeah, but you know what that means for everyone listening? You don't fucking get you one. Don't get That's one. right. <laughs> you suck. Uh, we're special. Um, I cannot thank him enough. We're better than you. And the last entity is a little bit of a self promotion, but I cannot thank myself enough when I say that. <laughs> I would like I to think, also I thank think, myself. Yeah. I think we could all agree. <laughs> that you've put a massive amount of work into the podcast on a personal level and from a professional level of the Rating Center, which has been a huge sponsor from the very beginning. Uh, absolutely, you've done a, a, a great job and put in uh, more effort than anybody else by a long shot. By far, that so the, without without you, this whole thing we would none of us would be sitting here right now. We'd all find a better uses <laughs> for our time. People at home right now would be going, "Ah, oh, that would be so fantastic." If they weren't yeah. sitting there right now. I'd, I'd be sitting at home thanking myself for other things. And Nick, thank you for for saying <laughs> that because that's really where it went. Is the Rating Center is my company, and the Rating Center is actually who initially sponsored the show. And the largest financial investment by far has initially been by the Rating Center. And now, thanks to other people, we are starting to get a little bit different income and a little bit uh, better feel for it and other people are investing the show and i will say this i'm going to say this now and uh i'm hoping that when i say this um i'm only going to say this once i'm only going to say this once as a manager of a drop zone um when someone comes to me and they say that they've been trained by different places if they tell me they've been trained by the rating center i know that i don't have to worry about them (laughs) I know that they're. I know that they've done everything they needed to do, and I know the quality is where it's at. I don't know a ton of other places around the country, but I do know for a fact that if they come to me and they said they got trained by DJ Marvin, I'm good. And I want to be fair by DJ Marvin, by Henry Pruitt, by Valerie yep. Marvin, by Douglas Absolutely. Ligner, by Daniel McLaurin. These are all coaches. Oh, yep. wait a minute! Wait a minute! Who is the newest? And this is now official coach for the Rating Center. Do you I know believe you is? have a new oh, coach? Yeah. Is that so? Frickin' A, dude. I really cannot think enough. DQ is rad, or DQ Quist, we had him on the show not so long ago, approached me a while back and said, DJ, are you looking to expand in the canopy department? I want to coach for you. And straight up, I wasn't looking to expand. But when you have a man like DQ come to you and say, are you looking to expand? My answer immediately changed to yes. Yes. So I can't tell you too many details right now with what we're doing because I don't want to make promises we can't keep. But I I am able to say this. We are going to, A, be expanding our our repertoire. I'm a huge fan of, of custom tailoring. You know, you can go to a suit store and buy a suit off the rack that fits just anybody. And, and a lot of canopy schools and a lot of canopy courses do a lot of great job with, with built curriculum. And I like built curriculum, but I don't think everybody's the same. And with DQ and I and Dan McLaurin, we have the ability mm-hmm. to do a lot of individual coaching. So we've never really developed a set curriculum because we want to develop it specifically to the needs of our clients, specifically to the needs of our jumper. But there's no doubt people see a value in a built curriculum. So DQ and myself are going to be working very closely together on building a, a not set curriculum, but a set of curriculum. So when we work with each individual, we can customize and pull curriculum together so we can have that extra structure that people want. Wow, that's exciting. We're also going to really push our level, and I've already been doing swoop coaching. I've already been teaching people how to try to turn on the pond, hopefully not into the pond. Uh, Thank God I haven't had that happen with with anybody yet, but I've been doing swoop coaching on and off for years. But with DQ, we're going to raise the ability to offer high-performance coaching. We're actually going to be looking at hosting, and this is something I can give the secret away, is DQ's coming up to Dallas to coach in the next RW camp. Yep. But he's not hosting. He's just coaching. Yep. The Rating Center is going to start hosting XRW 
camps with DQ. So he's not just going to coach. We're going to host that. We have a couple other super cool events that we're working on. We can't share too much about it yet because we just don't want to ruin what we're trying to put together. We want to make sure we do it right. But really look for what DQ is doing to raise the bar and raise what we offer with the Rating Center and, and raise what we have to do with canopies. And, and in result, Dan McLaurin in Dallas doing our canopy coaching yep. myself here. I think we're all going to be able to grow. And DQ, thank you so much for joining the team, man. I couldn't be more honored to have him. He couldn't definitely be. is rad. DQ is rad. <laughs> and one last, before we forget, one last shout out to uh, the Rating Center. If you happen to be at Skydive Space Line Houston or Skydive Space Line Dallas on Safety Day, um, the Rating Center is sponsoring our Safety Day. We've got a lot of excellent, just absolutely excellent uh, um, uh, little presentations that we're going to be giving yeah. throughout the day. Rain or shine, please show up. Um, and if you're if you're not local and you happen to be in the area, come out. We would love to have you. Uh, but uh, thanks again to the Rating Center for uh, sponsoring that. Yeah, and please remember, nobody's above Safety Day. Uh, they're, you know, we're a pretty current group of skydivers who jump really often, and, man, I still always take away something good from Safety Day. So whether it's information that you just somehow missed as you were learning or it's just something you need to freshen up on, man, please go to Safety Day. The people who I notice don't go to Safety Day are usually some of the people that I have my eyes on when they're in the sky. So uh, please please show up. Uh, there's... there's uh, always more information we've, we've got some fantastic seminars and I, I gotta say you know dj and the rating center has taken a lot of time to put those seminars together and the information that you guys are going to get from those uh top notch i'm i'm really looking forward myself to delivering some of those uh seminars and so uh like i said skydive space line houston skydive space line dallas come out safety day uh it's going to be worth your while rain or shine I'm glad you brought that up because one of the last things I want to talk about was Safety Day. And, and I want to give a plug, so thank you for bringing it there. And first of all, Safety Day is best done in person because that personal interaction, the ability to ask questions, and we do a lot of open Q&A at the end, the ability to get involved. We have some really cool stations set up. We have some really cool things going on that you can get involved and increase your knowledge and increase your safety. So definitely being there is the best way to do it. I'm going to tell you one more reason you should be there but before I say that, if you cannot make it to Safety Day, whether it's at Skydive Spaceland, Houston, or Dallas, or your home DZ, last year for the first time, Nick and I actually broadcast, and Nick just kind of tagged in and helped out. He just volunteered and just stepped up to the plate, and Nick, thank I, you I so much. I held that phone a whole lot. Dude, <laughs> this year we're going to have a little bit better production value. Next week I have no work scheduled because next week is completely dedicated to logistics planning and, and presentation development for Safety Day. Well, there will be a live stream, though, is what you're getting at, we yeah? will have next yes we will have this year's safety day live streamed once again what's uh, what camera is it, is the live stream happening from is it's it going to be from the rating center fan page okay so if you go to the rating but center is that still going to be on on uh, from a phone though i'm assuming uh man i'm actually looking at bringing the computer and some webcams out and setting up a little okay. bit of the i'm actually thinking about bringing some of our production value that so we have here there if 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 that doesn't work out let me know i like could use an excuse to buy a nice stabilizer for an iphone and uh, you've seen the stabilizers, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. The, the motorized gimbals. I want one too. So if I had to buy one for the excuse of uh, better production value for safety day, then then maybe maybe I'd have to. Yeah, let me look into it because next week I'm really going to put that logistics in, so you can watch. So, it. so before we forget, when is safety day? What's the date? 
March 10th. 10th. March yeah. 10th. Thank yep. you, Justin. So March 10th. And so let me give <laughs> on you that. On top of it. Uh, Justin, I got the links going and shit. Dude, you are the <laughs> shit, Justin. Uh, make sure you make it out. And again, you can watch the live stream. And we don't, we, when we live stream it, we leave it up. So you can even watch last year's Safety Days. You can kind of prepare yourself and get ready. And I've actually asked our presenters for Safety Day to watch last year's presenters just to get the idea. And we are only live streaming Houston's events. We're not live streaming them from each location at this point. Cool thing is when I was watching or looking up the first few podcasts, it's surrounded by Safety Day videos on the Rating Center's <laughs> It uh, is, yeah. Page. We did like three episodes, then Safety Day, and then uh, two or three more episodes yeah. on the Rating Center. Yeah, the last episode I did on the Rating Center was on accident when Braden showed up. That's right, Big Smitty. Yeah, I was so... Oh, that's right. You accidentally did that on yeah. Rating Center. Yeah. Yeah, dude, it worked out. So here is the last thing I said. The best thing you can do is be in safety day in person because the interaction is better. You get more information. You get to ask more questions. And there's a lot of little side things going on. Uh, gear inspection stations. We regularly have people miss something. It's rare on the gear inspection stations we set up that anybody gets 100%. And we have some really top-level people looking at it. So, and we create misrigs that are commonly seen misrigs, not trying to trick people. We're going to have the hanging harness set up so you can actually practice cutting away and pulling your reserve. We're going to have all sorts of little side gigs. But here is another great reason. Ben, when you leave tonight, you need to make sure you take a Protract 2 with you. I have a little stash oh, yeah. of Protract 2s yeah, in yeah, my closet, absolutely. which don't break into my house and steal my closet shit. <laughs> I'm in my closet. <laughs> but uh, LMB, Maybe you should come out of that closet, DJ. <laughs> LB Altimeters, uh, also known as L&B Altimeters, LB Altimeters has been very, very gracious, and they're supporting this year's Safety Day. And at each the Houston location and the mm -hmm. Dallas location, we'll be giving out a brand new Protract 2. It's a $350 device. It's new in the box. You can only win it there if you're in person. Got to be I there. Don't have the exact details, but here's the basic gist of how you're going to win. Every seminar is going to happen, and with at the end of the day, at the end of the seminars, we're going to hand out a, a pop quiz and, or a trivia or, or whatever you want to call it, and it's going to be questions from every seminar. And the person who gets the highest score, the person who actually gets the best score on this quiz based off what happened in the seminar is actually going to win the ProTrack 2. These questions might be uh, safety-based. These questions might be, what color was Ben's tie? These questions might be, who made a sneak appearance in the free-fall safety seminar pictures? And yes, I'm going to use that picture again, Mr. P. It's a work of art. Dude, brilliant, my friend. You know Absolutely what he's talking about? brilliant. Which I'm no, sorry, I, I was busy it. typing. No, stuff. I don't want to. I don't want to ruin the surprise for anyone anyway. So uh, oh, the the one, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah the one safety day, show up to safety day. That don't one tell time. them. Yeah. yeah. So we uh, <laughs> so we're gonna have some random questions. Some of them important, and some of them just to see how much you're oh, paying God, attention. So you want a chance to win a three hundred fifty dollar Pro Track Two, and Nick, I know you jump a Pro Track Two. Ben, you jump indeed. a Pro Track Two. I do. You jump a Pro Track Two. All the yes, cool sir. kids are doing it. Man, what do you guys think of that device? It's helped my like AFF instruction so much because I can show people like, oh crap, I think I'm falling fast, or I think I'm falling slow. I can show them on the Pro Track. Well, this is the first half. This I is the second half. I just think it's so amazing that we're at a point in in uh, in in our lives where we have so many tools that we can use. And it's an excellent tool. I'm not going to... I mean, it's an excellent tool. I've got a, about 10 tools that I use, and that's one of my main ones. I absolutely love it. And if you do have a ProTrack 2, Justin's saying on the screen, you can see your first 20-second or your first half average, 
your second half average or total average, but you can actually play the jump back and see second yeah. by second the speed under canopy, your vertical descent rate, yep. uh, and free fall, your vertical descent rate. And if you're not sure how to use that part of the device, hit up Justin Grubbs. I'm positive he knows how to use it. Am I right, Justin? Uh, yeah, I'm actually working on writing my own software to upload it to the, the Paralog, computer, just like Paralog. Yeah, Sweet. just like Paralog. Without nice. having to pay for it because I'm a nerd. Yeah. Um, <laughs> at the same time, for myself, hit me up because... Uh, to say I've learned to be an expert on that device, I'd, I'd say I'm okay at it. I was, I'm was i one of the testers for LMB, so I got to use that device to its fullest extent. I'm actually part of my job with LMB is to use every single component and learn to break it, which, crap, that reminds me. I forgot to do an LMB project yesterday at home. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, LMB also, uh, and this has, LMB has nothing to do with the podcast. They're just really good friends of mine. Uh, just now, Nick, you know that really cool device you've been jumping, that new altimeter? I know that one. It is on the website now. They're coming for sale in the very near future so if you want a viso that has a much larger screen a metal body and a glass screen check out lmb's website and what, you can what get are they the called aries they're called the aries 2 yeah. aries 2 nick has one of the uh, military models it's called the alpha and it's meant nice. for because uh, i'm awesome an alpha stuff. male he's an alpha <laughs> man <laughs> yeah um <laughs> but man, thank you to LMB for for supporting Safety Day. Thank you to LMB for helping promote and, and push what we do. Yeah. We can't thank you guys enough. Also, just so everybody's on the same page, I might as well do one more shout out while we're at it. So in two weeks, little over two weeks, uh, USPA board meeting in San Antonio, and I gotta say right now, um, there's going to be probably one of the biggest parties of the year. <laughs> I think there's 150 plus confirmed. <laughs> that are confirmed for the party. Right. These are just skydivers. Hold on. Is this a bunch of people like you guys? or will there, Are there going to be girls there? There's. Well, I'm assuming there's going to be girls there. I mean, I don't. They're not going to be talking it's to me. What do I care? Goddamn sausage party. But anyways, <laughs> sausage but, but anyways before <laughs> I forget, we've got a lot of... Sausages um, and margaritas. We've had a lot of people contact us <laughs> up at uh, Skydive Baseline Dallas, and we've got some excellent, actually, prizes yeah. um, for anybody that shows up to the uh, to the actual party. Uh, and when you show up to the party, uh, one of the uh, one of the uh, um, uh, prizes is a Fizzo 2 from LMB. You need to fix your Facebook post. Why? You said one of the prizes is an Alti 2 from Larson and Bruce Guard. Alti 2 is the name of a Ooh. altimeter oh. company oh, who I? competes yeah, with Larson right. and Bruce oh, yeah. <laughs> That's like saying you could win a Ford made by Chevy. Yeah, is I what totally you just fucked that up. You son of a bitch. <laughs> but what I was, yeah, okay. Well, well everybody uh, knows what I was trying to say. I, I want to know, though. Let's say that you're someone who's not interested in partying and you're someone who really wants to go for the potential influence or knowledge about the sport. Well, what I will what, say what? is this. Um, if you want to show up and see how our association operates and be a part of a part of that process, I can't think of a better way of doing that than showing up to the board meeting. And for, for a lot of us in Texas, it's just a matter Fuck of driving yeah. a couple hours. So. Man, I uh, if you want to actually go to the board meeting, I've attended a bunch of board meetings just in person. I've also served on the board. And I'll tell you, first and foremost, there's a reason they're called board meetings <laughs> they are a little bit of the politics are a little bit and then they can be a little bit boring sometimes but my god super informative super educational and your voice will be heard without being on the board i've been able to raise my hand and speak and say my piece on the topic they're speaking on so there's definitely an influence there you can have you're definitely there to speak your mind and the board of directors wants to hear the members voice the board of directors is voted on by the members they're representative of the members and they're they're there to talk for you. I, I remember on more than one occasion when, when I was on the board hearing a board member say in a vote, all right, guys, we're going to put this to vote, and a board member raising their hand and saying, to be clear, 
I personally feel yes, but I'm voting for my constituents, and my constituents want me to vote no, so no is my vote. So I think I had my first official fuck up. Yeah. I meant to post a comment, and I ended the live stream. Ju- yeah, Justin <laughs> ended the live stream. Well, if you're listening to this now, uh, yeah. great, great job. You picked the right one to pay attention right, to. Right, exactly. Yeah, because Mr. <laughs> Grubbs, go ahead and put a post somewhere on there saying, oops, I fucked up. And make sure you put like Ben Nelson's name as he was Wait, the what? producer tonight. So, um, Guys and gals, thank you so much. <laughs> Definitely make I'm it already to that- getting alerts on my phone of people commenting about it. Make it, yeah. to, make it to that board meeting. Make sure you can show up. Uh, while we're doing that, Justin, instead of getting that going, why don't you cue up that music and get it ready? Wait, hang on. If, on there's, what? if there's one thing that I want to say tonight about uh, Justin's performance... Sad trombone. I literally wah, just wah, posted wah, sad trombone. Oh, <laughs> so, guys and gals, uh, Ben, anything else you want to bring up for our anniversary show? Anything else? You, any shouts out? Thanks you want to give? Uh, just thanks for having me on again, man. I love coming down here. It was a good chance to get away, and uh, I miss everybody down here in Houston. Love everyone in Dallas, but I miss everyone in Houston, so thanks for letting me come back down. Justin the Ginger Grubs, anything you want to throw out to our fans who have been listening tonight? Uh, thank you all so much, and, and thank you, DJ, for, for letting me be a part of this. Dude, this thank, is great. Thank so you much for being fun. part of the Gravity Lab family. Nick, you are really my original partner in crime. You really are the, the, the yin to my yang or the yang to my yin. I don't know which way we go. Can I be the yang? You can be the yang. I'll be the yin because that's what we spend in Japan, yin. Okay, yeah, so. and yang sounds more Asian to me, so I'm being, you know, the cultural diversity appeals like to me. that. What else do you want to say? Dude, it's been a hell of a year. It's been great. And, oh, uh, my God. Oh, my so God. So happy that we get to enjoy this moment to this <laughs> yes. Hey, are you ever going to give me up? So guys, I'm never going to let you down. Are you ever going to run around? Uh, I'm not going to desert you or hurt you, or depending hurt on the verse. Oh, my God. Guys and gals, without you. You just fucking told him to do that click just then I saw that bullshit. <laughs> no, no, I said bring it down a little bit. No, you can left it on. There we go. I no, it it's fine. Bit. I don't give I a shit. I had to do it. No, it's been a great year, man. I'm super happy. This has turned into way bigger of a thing than I thought it would be. And uh, man, That's what I'm, she said. I'm <laughs> <laughs> Guys and gals, hey, thank joke. you Dick so joke. much. Gravity Lab Radio could not be what it is without you, the fans. We love you guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Till next time, we are Greg Lab Radio, Blue Skies. <laughs> <laughs> we are out!